Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome, on this big-time Monday, August 14, 2023. This sports program starts all right now. Football! Happened this weekend in abundance, and there's a lot to talk yeah. about in the NFL. Young QBs doing their thing, seeing some adversity. How will they bounce back and learn for game two? How about veteran quarterbacks in new places? A lot of them doing really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of them doing really uh-huh. well. Mm. Kickers not doing that great that are young. Fourth and ones not highly successful. There's a lot of storylines coming out of the first weekend of preseason. We'll be chatting all about it. Also on our show today, guess who will be here? Who's that? Dan Orlovsky. Oh, oh, Orlovsky. We are in the middle of the Dan Wagon season where Dan Orlovsky goes ahead and latches himself to a quarterback mm-hmm. and says, this guy... MVP season gonna be a guy. I think people don't, I think people underestimate, boom, then he'll go into the film that he watched and he saw and he probably did. But then the next day or maybe two days afterwards, he'll take that latch. People forgot that he already had it on this mm-hmm. particular horse and he'll move it across town, yeah. go to a different stallion. He go, hey, listen, this guy, mm-hmm. hey, this guy's gonna be a guy. My film says boom, boom, boom. We're in the middle of that. But it seems as if the Dan Wagon season has been a little quieter. A little yeah. bit. He's only honed in on a couple of different people. Has he learned from his mistakes of the past? Whenever he said to Carson Wentz that the Colts is going to be a Super Bowl. Uh, of yep. course. Yep. Broke my heart. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Broke my heart. Me too. Mm-hmm. He's done that to a lot of different fan bases, though, I do believe. Although he has said a lot of very accurate things. Normally, his predictions are what get him in uh, a lot of trouble. Yeah. yeah. A lot, a lot of trouble. All right. time. And today, we'll be chatting with him in about 15 minutes. I cannot wait for it. I am so jacked up because the Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor, his mullet, and at Ty Schmidt. Ty, very positive weekend for the Green Bay Packers. Now, we're looking at a lot of younger quarterbacks playing in new places. There's been some struggles. There's been some guys who seemingly might revitalize their entire careers. How you doing, Sam Darnold? Whoa. In San Francisco. Whenever he went out there, they said this is the best ball thrower that has put on a 49er uniform in a long time. And then what did he do? Well, he got to play in the second half, and he has like a 60-yard dime down the right sideline. How you doing second and 14? Do you like it? You love it? Mm -hmm. Get up and celebrate, cuz. This is obviously after Trey Lance had his time to shine, and I don't think a lot of people are thinking that he did that, although his passer rating was high. Mm -hmm. Watching did not feel as if he was where they needed him to be, but they don't even be that right now. No. They still got Brock Purdy. They got Sam Darnold doing their thing. What will Trey Lance become? We don't know. But these young quarterbacks playing all over the NFL. Rookies struggling. Sure. Guys that have some comfort, though, not too bad, like Zach Wilson did. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jordan Love. Ooh. Hey, I thought he looked very good, Ty Schmidt. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know how you're thinking. I know you like them to win the division just like a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Now is what you're seeing and hearing. How are you feeling, Ty? Got to be great in the Green Bay Packer world right now. Yeah, I absolutely still think they're going to win the division. Uh, You know, you can say what you want. A lot of people are are shitting on him because, hey, you know, the Bengals weren't playing any starters. He can't control that. But we were talking about it before the show, like – he just looks comfortable out there. Mm-hmm. He looks like he belongs. And, yeah, he had, like, a bad miss. But guess what? You're going to miss guys every once in a while. He was That miss was a – it wasn't like a, a half-ass. No, no, no. He threw that dart. thing. Yeah. An absolute dart. That and, thing just came out a little early. Right, like, exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, wow. uh, so they, they, they had to punt on that drive. And then the next drive they come back, and he leads a scoring drive, has two 
beautiful passes. You know, one in the corner of the end zone to Dobbs for a touchdown, which, you know, it, a little Rodgers-esque, like put enough touch on it because that has kind of been his big knock is like he's got a big arm, but he's not accurate at all. He doesn't know when to, you know, kind of make these touch Ooh, passes. Oh, a little bucket drop there, a little Please. teardrop. Exactly. So, a little I mean, teardrop out of Jordan Love right here. He was 7-10. He only played two series, but I think you saw enough to get you excited. LaFleur did say he's going to play again. But, yeah, it just it's one of those things where – when you look at where he was when he first came in and how bad it was, he has just kind of gradually gotten better and gotten more comfortable. And now it looks like, you know, like I, I really am. Like I'm trying to temper it a little bit, but I'm very, very excited. What did they say? He had season. no pressure or anything like yeah, that. No pre- there was some no stat pressures. that said like no pressures. So the offensive line is just coming together beautifully. Now, once again, not the starters for Cincinnati, but we can only judge what we can judge. It is not the Packers' fault that Cincinnati chose not to play their starters. There's been other starters that have not done well against backups and third strings in other places already this preseason season. So I think (laughs) that you should be able to enjoy it when you can. The Packers should. I'm excited to see that NFC North, bro. Yeah. Huh? Dan Campbell doing his thing, getting a big dub, good handshake afterwards. (laughs) Hell yeah. They're, They're off to a winning start. That culture is supposed to be all the way in place and ready to do their thing. And then the Vikings. I mean, I just watched Kirk Cousins. I fucking love the way that guy does yeah. the football. Love him. How could they not get better with the addition of Jordan Addison, who was mm-hmm. fantastic in that first preseason game? Speaking of fantastic, how about the Pittsburgh Steelers being an offensive juggernaut? <laughs> yeah. An offensive juggernaut. One half of the hammer. Damn. Cowboys' Tone Diggs is here. And Tone, obviously, you had to love what you seen down there in Tampa Bay when the Steelers looked to be good on offense. I I mean, I lit up like a fucking Christmas tree on Friday night, and it carried, it carried me the entire way through the weekend like Kenny just he looked super super comfortable he hit Deontay he hit Fryermuth. he obviously hit GP for the touchdown uh I mean he 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 was rolling out both ways ah. Ooh. different types of throws I mean it was awesome and it is seven is coming home there is no doubt in my mind okay. Pittsburgh Steelers are winning the Super Bowl tough AFC oh. say mm-hmm. no problem for me the Pittsburgh Steelers were throwing the ball all over the yard. Yeah. Scoring points ended up being like 27-something. I don't know the yeah. final one. Yeah, because even, even Mason hit a fucking huge deep ball to Calvin Austin. Mitch didn't look great, but that's fine. I mean, Now, we are saying all of this to tell you that we understand that there are teams that have literally gone on to go undefeated sure. that have been completely defeated right. Right. in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side as well, where teams have done very well in the preseason and gone on to completely stink. So there is a lot of conversation about what matters, what doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're scoring points and seemingly more aggressive on the offensive side. Steelers game shouldn't be an absolute absolute snooze fest this no, no, I, no. I think that was I th- they may have scored f- on the first drive of one game last year maybe I think it might have because there was a long streak where it didn't happen and, and for them to come out and, and convert on third and downs they ran the ball decently like it was just good to see it work yeah like, it, mm-hmm. hey there's a little optimism in yeah. Pittsburgh mm-hmm. you know they were taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who had Baker Mayfield look good yeah, yeah. Spinning it Tom, Tom Moore still out there coaching it got backed up Johnny fucking United <laughs> he is still coaching right now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the age of 94 I think it said yeah I think so <laughs> I think the age was 94 about right. I do believe he's still down there coaching I don't know what they're doing but Baker seemed to have a lot of success Baker seemed to be very comfortable and Baker's throwing darts dude that's mm-hmm. what Baker Mayfield's mm-hmm. doing. That was an incredible catch. The beginning of this game, very electrifying back yeah. and forth. Now, I don't know how Tony Diggs feels about the defense with Baker doing his thing, yeah. but maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers good. 
this yeah, year. Maybe. C- certainly possible. We'll you think see. about that NFC South. You go to New Orleans. Derek Carr looked fucking phenomenal. Yes, Unbelievable. He really did, yeah. Connor. No joke at all there. Two, three years ago, I said Derek Carr's career is over after he got his groin shot off on that Thursday night football We all game. thought it was, yeah, though. Yeah. He, that thing, yeah. Seriously mm-hmm. thought it ripped off his bone and that he might not be able to walk ever again. And here we are three years later, and the Saints look like the Drew Brees Saints, where they're, mm-hmm. Michael Thomas is out there catching balls. I mean, Kirkwood, the ball he threw to him on that first drive for a touchdown was perfect. So who knows? Maybe Derek Carr goes down there. He's got that huge fucking helmet that looks really and cool. huge fucking yeah, bicep. Huge bicep. Up Derek Carr is jocked right he's now. He's fucking jocked. Hey, he's properly jocked right now. Super properly, properly jocked. jocked. And he's on a team that has an incredible defense right now. Yeah, doing spinny get-ups and cool stuff like that. One of the local, I believe, beat writers, and we'll be feeling the beat today, by the Ooh. way. We will go to uh, Carolina, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and I do believe... No, no, we will not be going to Buffalo. No, no. Green Bay. Green Bay, we will be going. Sal Capaccio is in the middle of a golf outing amongst the stars. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's exactly where Sal should be. We will have him on (laughs) as soon as possible. But I believe somebody down in New Orleans uh, beat camp following them put a tweet out, an X out. What is it? A post? Post. Yeah, Yeah, post. Post, Post, yeah. Yep. That's whack. It it is I agree. And reposts. and I seen that all over the place. Anyways, put a post out. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll get used to it. Post can be anywhere, though. So. Yeah, true. It's a tweet. Yeah. It's threads. Put a tweet out that had just basically the defensive starters listed out. Mm-hmm. And you go through there, it's like very notable. Dude. Very mm-hmm. notable. Very yeah. notable. And did you see how Cam Jordan looks? Yeah. He just got paid, obviously. He's mm-hmm. been a pillar of the New Orleans Saints and of the defense. And then he's getting up in super cool ways. Guy hits a worm up, de-tackle it looks like. Cam yep. Jordan backflip oh. up. How you doing? Thought he hurt his knee. He yeah. said not. Nah. Worm up in the top corner. <laughs> underrated athleticism there. And then Cam Jordan says, gotcha, yep, we're standing in cool ways this year. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Aye! And he's up and at him. But that defense is very good. Yeah. And Derek Carr, I guess, during the um, – I was listening to the game. Derek Carr said that the offense reminds him of the John Gruden offense. Mm. So, you know, you saw John Gruden down at training camp, I think, a week or two ago. Yeah. We do not know if he emailed anybody from there, but we do know that he was there. He understands the offense, I guess, uh, because it is similar to a John Gruden offense. Yeah. So it makes sense that he would be there because there's a touchdown throw that he has here at the end of this drive where he scans a couple places, ah, and then he knows where to go with it if it's there, and throws just a perfect ball to a spot. This is what people talk about whenever they say he looks comfortable. Like, Money. Derek Carr looks very fucking comfortable there. Yeah. Yeah. Not only is he because he's not getting pressure, okay, we get it, but he knows exactly where he's supposed to be going with that. That's like his fourth read, third read, and then he puts it on an absolute line to the guy. Just perfect. I, that feels like a regular season type yeah. play, regular season type comfort. That's the first preseason game. If you're a Saints fan, you got to be very fucking mm-hmm. pumped about that. And seemingly run out of the building in Las yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Now, I put that out in a tweet, and I had a lot of Raiders fans say, he was there for nine years. We ran him out of there, however long he was there. You think hey, we ran him out? Ran got benched. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, kind of. It sounds like Derek Carr's like, if it was about money, like, I would have signed something that was said. Yeah. I mean, they revoked his key card. Actually, the longer you're there, the more you're, it's run out. Yes. Yeah, like the GPS, the little, uh, I'm sorry, the little tag thing. Right. To get into the building. Fob. Just, you've seen it on hard knocks. Yeah, fob, there it is. Mm -hmm. That you've seen it in every building that you've ever had to uh, try to get into post 2018, 19? Yeah. 20? Around there, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just walks up. Hey, been here nine years. I helped move the team to this city. I've done a lot of. Mm -hmm. Uh. 
light turns red. Hey, need you to stop running that door, too. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's actually what we're... Yeah. yeah. Need you to potentially get the fuck out of here. He opened up about that a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Now that we're seeing where he's at, and you hear Jimmy Graham talk about the culture down there, yeah. Yeah. Saints are... Like, as I was watching them, and obviously I am a victim of the moment. Sure, of course. <laughs> sure. Always have been Sue me. Don't actually. <laughs> okay. Shout out, Brad Favre. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That works, by the way, because Sue me don't actually. Yeah. Like, we were saying that long before the actual oh, yeah. outcome. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but it is the actual. That's yeah. actually. It was first yeah. day. That's the detail of the story. Right. Anyways, shout out. Brett Brett Favre. Favre. Mm-hmm. But as I was watching, I'm like, yo, the Saints are going to win the NFC South. What are we even fucking talking about? And then I look at that tweet, or <laughs> post, and I see all the starters on defense. I'm like, we always talk at the end of the year, like, who has the defense that can go on the run? Mm-hmm. Because everybody's offense is going to seemingly have it figured out whenever it comes to playoff discussions, playoff conversations. They know how to score. They fucking have to. They've, they're in the conversation for the playoffs. So we assume that the offenses are going to be good at this stage of the game whenever you're talking about the final eight or so that you're thinking mm-hmm. you're going to win it. So the Saints have that defense, seemingly. Yeah. If Carr and the boys, Kamara's coming back mm-hmm. after yep. three games. Yep. Kendra Miller. He looked very good. Kendra Miller looked good. There was another tight end that wasn't Jimmy Graham. Was Jawan Johnson. Boom. Jawan yep. Johnson had a big uh, reception for I mean, they got a lot of good shit going on down there in the bayou. I, I, I'm pumped to watch them. I'm pumped to see Derek Carr's football life here. Yeah. You know? What's the Saints story going to say? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be like, went and got it? Because there was a time where he was in the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. And they got hurt on Christmas Eve. That sucks. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. tough. I was there. That's tough. That is yeah. tough, especially with what they were doing that year. Then he comes back, right, plays. If he goes and wins, I mean, that's a whole different story for Derek Carr forever, honestly. Well, and last year, the big conversation going into the season was like, what quarterback is going to, you know, leave their team and then lead the, you know, that team to the Super Bowl? Because it happens, you know, with Brady and then Stafford. And then that was kind of the thought. And this year, it's not as big of a thing. But then when you look at the Saints' offensive line, it might be Derek Carr's best offensive line he's ever had. It could be. Like with Ramchek and then Penning, that psychopath that didn't really get to play last year, but he was doing, he was too, too tough on the boys during training camp his rookie year. And then I believe they have Pete in the middle. Mm-hmm. So it, it really could be with those guys, Kamara, Kendra Miller, and then Olave and Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. Like if Michael Thomas can stay healthy too, it could be one of the better teams he's ever played on. All right, we glanced over it. Let's stay in the NFC. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. Mm. Huh? They got a thing going on. It's a situation. There. It really is. Yeah. Trey Lance was a guy that was traded up all the way to number three for yeah. Yep. Now Schefter has said – that maybe there was a little bit of a disagreement on who wanted what whenever the trade up to three happened and then the information that followed in the scouting and research department. But one way or the other, draft night, number three overall, traded a lot away for the future to get up there. It was Trey Lance with Jimmy G still on a contract. It was Trey Lance that was chosen. And now we're staring down another pretty obvious situation. Mm-hmm. This dude's never going to get on the field for the San Francisco 49ers. No, no. he's not. He Right? No. I mean, he's seemingly... Unless both guys ahead of him get hurt. That's the, that's the only way. So they'll put him at the number three quarterback that isn't an actual official dressing, but if the first two quarterbacks get hurt, then he's able to play, which is a brand new rule that was reenacted into the NFL because of what happened to the 49ers last year against Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Maybe that'll be the case, but like... It, the offense looks much better with different people running it. All the time. All, every time. Yes. <laughs> every time. Yes. He did that pump fake t- thing right there three times. It almost looked like the same play three times where he's either so hesitant or I, I, don't, I don't know what the reason is, but 
it didn't look good with Trey Lance. I know his QBR was fucking through the roof, which, I mean, oh, let's yeah. just throw that out the fucking door. But, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, a lot of people saying that. A lot of yeah. people attacking the QBR. Maybe they had a little glitch in accounting here. Mm-hmm. I would hope so. You know sure. what I mean? Maybe somebody put Could've a stat been. in that was just wasn't a stat. Sure. So the QBR algorithm, do, 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 I can only operate on what you give me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Decimal his, in the wrong his spot. His touchdown should have yeah. been an interception, too. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't. You yeah, know, wrong it's Football gods. And Johnny yeah. on the spot. I mean, it's Kid it's makes plays. So. Yeah, maybe he's special. So, but with that being said, um, that's got to be a tough situation. Yeah, that's brutal. Because he's going to continue to play through the preseason. I assume they're going to wish for his success so that they could potentially trade him. Would hope, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they would I, – I think they would want him to do very good. But I have never seen a situation where this much of a business has been given up and invested in somebody and then potentially never really give, like, full, you know – yeah, weeks of commitment behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then you think about what has happened with what Brock Purdy was able to accomplish and what their team is able to go do and where he's potentially at after injury and whatever happened else uh, that could have taken place. Like, that is it. This is seemingly an anomaly of a situation. Yep. Will somebody else take a shot on Trey Lance? If he continues to do what he does in preseason, knowing it's preseason football and he's playing with preseason people, is that going to be an excuse for somebody to take a shot on? Will we ever see fucking Trey Lance play football because or are we always going to be asking is Trey is that right this is what we well, do yes we do is, but- is uh is Trey Lance got good uh good is Trey good at football we don't we have no idea oh no is that because we're stupid or why is that why is that happening I don't think we're stupid we just all like if you're drafted that high we, we want to see it but I feel like wasn't it last year where they handed him the team in the reins and Jimmy was practicing on a side field side field and then they kind of saw practice and then they were like hey jimmy maybe you come back to the main field and, and be our, our starting quarterback restructure what's going on here maybe isn't working yeah but it didn't what did lombardi just say he said it's been like this since the beginning like jimmy g was not a good practice yeah. quarterback mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. but then you get him on the field True, yeah. and he starts competing yeah. Yeah. he starts dealing or whatever it's like yeah, right. does trey ever get an opportunity to just like go do it and has he already gotten the opportunity in some people's eyes it's like i got a massive like uh, Coke Zero bubble sitting right here. <laughs> sure, sure. But I couldn't even imagine the feeling of like Lynch and Shanahan having to watch it all kind of unfold. Now, Shanahan is very much like, hey, I'll play whoever the best guy is. Yeah. I'll play whoever the best guy is. And Lynch is like, hey, yeah, we're just going to play the best guy. Two people that grew up in the NFL. Lynch, obviously, Hall of Fame player. Shanahan literally grew up yep. in yeah. inside of the NFL, like actually in there. I love that they are not scared to put their ego and pride aside and say, hey, yeah, we made this decision. Our owners had to sign off on it when we made the decision. We weren't right. The last guy we drafted yeah. was the guy. We yeah. were right there. We mm-hmm. So we're kind of selling we're the greatest, like, seventh-round draft pick yeah. pickers of all time. Ever. And you need that. Mm-hmm. But you guys are thinking, I like that they set their pride away and put it aside if that is the case that's happening. Well, and we always talk about, like, how coaches – with their egos, always believe, like, you know, it doesn't matter what a guy did somewhere else. Like, I can make a guy work. But does he even have enough tape where a coach would be, like, at, at a certain point, 
you can't just keep saying like, oh, he's he's physically like unbelievable. He's got a big arm. He can run and and all that other bullshit. Like at a certain point, it's like, hey, this guy might not be able to play. So are they okay with just trading him for a seventh round pick? Like they might have to be. Yeah, we'll see. And what if he goes and just dominates? I think we would all want that. Yeah. Joining us now is a man who I don't believe has latched his Dano wagon to just yet. No, okay. no, no. This guy's an absolute icon on sports television. Yes. Mm-hmm. You'll see him for the next six months straight every yep. single day. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, the ever smart and handsome 11-year NFL veteran, I believe, Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. 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 What's up, dude? You got that model thing going on. 12 right years. Now. Huh? Uh, 12 years. Um, don't ship me out of that year, man. I need all the help I could get. Uh, 12 is a lot. That's a long time. I have to work Good. today, so... Dan, that's a long time, dude. You know a lot about a lot of stuff. We Hey, congrats on 12 years in the NFL. Wow. This guy was in the NFL 12 years. Dude. Great work. Holy shit, dude. That's awesome. Fooled him a long time. Yeah, so you've seen a lot Fooled of great football. You've seen a lot of great football. You've seen some bad football, obviously, been a part of that. And uh, I've been a part of that, some of that with you and everything like that. Uh, whenever we were just talking about the Trey Lance situation, it's like seemingly an anomaly. Because this is the first time I think I can remember that a business of that amount of money has made a massive decision investment-wise for one particular person. And then that person just never really even gets a good, a real full you know, like time and time again, which would normally take place with the Trey Lance, San Francisco 49ers trade up to number three situation. What do you think about it, man? Because obviously when Sam Darnold comes in, it's immediately better. When Brock Purdy comes in, right. it's immediately better. Feels like other people immediately better. How long do they wait for Trey Lance to get there? Is Trey Lance there? Will we ever find out, Dan Orlovsky? I, I don't I don't think we ever find out. He's certainly not there right now. I don't know how long they wait. That's up to them. So, so this, this conversation about Trey starts like this. And I think I've said this to you guys before. Since 2016, he's thrown 416 passes in competitive football. That's because he has not played much in the NFL because of injury. He did not play much in college football because of COVID. And then there was only one year and all that. So we're talking about a guy. And I, someone responded with a tweet today that Drake May from North Carolina threw 416 passes in like two months last year. So... He just hasn't played much football. And then if you watch, and I understand it's only one preseason game, and I understand it's only you know five or six series in one preseason game, but for a guy who's been around that system for three years now, you would think the ball would come out of his hands quicker, and it doesn't. You would think that he would see things happening a little bit faster, and it doesn't. He wouldn't have some of the misses that he's had like that's the first play of the game. That ball is that's that's a play called spot spacing or hitch spacing. It's called X individual spacing where he goes to work the single receiver. It's not there, and you see how he goes from right to left to over the ball. You like the way we were always taught. You should, you go right to over the ball to left, and you just work across the board. And the fact that the first snap of the game, see how he goes right, he goes left, and then back over the ball. That, that to me guys, is like we're not so, seeing man. that the, the, the right face. way. We're not seeing well. So, guys in his face, Dan. I mean, he's right in his face. But, 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 Pat, the ball should be out. Like the no, ball I should agree. be out. It I should just be one. You're saying though, I think you're saying one, right? He's no, not he, no. The single receiver, the single receiver, the corner squats on it. So then you go over the ball, and immediately we weren't called called work to squeeze. Whatever the linebacker squeezes I mean, I need to go pro on two. his forehead to know if he's going to complete. I mean, right there, I can even see anything, Dan. 
I don't know. I'm telling you, he's, I'm telling you that ball. Why? Be, yeah, you're 12 years in the NFL. What am I even talking? <laughs> I do apologize for that, but it is okay. Even my not even that play, but there's numerous plays that are like that. I feel like where right. the indecision, the lack of confidence, seemingly, and then whenever he throws, yeah. sometimes it's a little sporadic. It's like I think if he has one of those things as opposed to like all those things, they would probably give him a shot. Why do you think the situation is the way it is? Is it because when other guys get in there, it's just seemingly it just flows better. better. Yeah, yeah, and I think part of the part of it is the offense. You know, I said this, he's better from under center than he is from the gun, at least in my eyes. And Kyle's offense is a little bit more gun heavy now. And it's like, it's ball distribution. It's catch and throw. Kyle's going to get the people open. You just have to throw the ball to the right guy at the right time. And I just don't see that coming from Trey. And the last thing I'd say this too, Pat, is one of the intrigues about him coming out. And I, I feel bad, like, pound, like jumping on the kid because I, he, he great kid, works really hard. You, you but, like, one of the things that was intriguing about him coming out of school was super athletic. You know, like, he would be one of those guys that would get you out of bad stuff and go make plays with his feet. And you don't see that. You didn't see it week one. He didn't get himself out of some of those sack situations with poor protection. So, hmm. I, you're just not seeing anything that you sit there and go, like, that you're excited about going, ah, maybe it's starting to finally click. All right. Well, hopefully someday, Trey – We'll be able to figure it out. Hey, we hope to figure it out. Good luck, Trey. Good luck, Trey. But if let's say he does it now, and we're only going off of that because of what he just laid out at a more advanced level than what we see with our dumb stooge eyes, this is potentially like largest miss in the history, like uh, ever. Not ever, I guess, because there's been others. But the amount they traded up yes. with Jimmy G there to do the whole thing after an NFC Championship, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it was a, it was a big decision, a big swing. Hopefully they'll be able to pan out. Brock Purdy, I can't wait to watch him back in there. Let's talk about some people that you are putting the Dan wagon on. Okay, we just chatted about somebody you seemingly aren't putting your horse and carriage to. But what are and who are the guys after Week One that maybe? You haven't mentioned that you're putting the wagon behind. You know, uh, Anthony Richardson, what? Uh, Bryce Young, maybe, huh? Right. How do you feel about Bryce Young, these young guys. Uh, how do you how do you feel about him? How do you feel? Um, so I, I thought Bryce was really impressive. I thought I, I thought just how smooth Bryce operated was impressive. You know, like um, played really fast, but never in a hurry. You know, especially against like that, that getting the number three in a progression right there. You know, just. Against the defense and a defensive line in the Jets, he took some shots. That ball placement on the hitch is perfect. You know, the timing of it is great. I think my takeaway is they need some guys on third down to go be winners. But Bryce was really impressive, just smooth operation-wise. Um, I thought Anthony, uh, if I was going to give you two words that I would say to Anthony Richardson, slow down. Like, you could see uh, just like – very energetic, almost antsy, oh, um, and I think that's just the natural nerves. Uh, I think the interception was completely blown play by everybody. He'll learn from it. Um, yeah, I love the seam ball away. that he threw. Yeah, sidearm. No. Yeah, yeah, just can't do that yeah, right that, now. That, that, maybe. maybe next year. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I think that's a blown play by multiple people on their offense, not just him. I think he's trying to throw the football away, um, uh, and, and he'll probably you know learn from that. I think the ball. You saw the throw to the tight end was great. The throw to Pierce was really good. So that, that was, those would be two guys. Um, I think for CJ, CJ Stroud, it's a tough draw, you know, having New England, you know, Possible. because New England just throws so much at you. And you could see he played with a little bit of confusion, like where, what coverage, first snap of the game. Um, like that first snap of the game, it goes right, middle, left. 
Um, and, and so just the, the different things that he had to see, it, it's a tough draw. It'll be a good for, thing for him in the, in the long run if he really learns from it, which he's, he should, the interception's a perfect example of that. Like, you know, New England playing that concept perfectly and he kind of hesitates and, you know, Jalen Mills knows exactly what he's trying to do. Just check the ball down. So good learning moments for him. Um, you know, I think for Will Levis, my takeaway for Will would be, and I texted him this, like, dude, throw the ball. Oh, you know his number? You know, stop. Wow. Wow. Stop you know guiding Connecticut guy. Uh, okay. Okay. Stop, don't guide the football. Throw it. Okay. Throw it. That's don't cool. guide it. And and so um, uh, that's kind of the, the, the takeaway for some of the young guys. Hey, just real quick, I appreciate that breakdown. And we obviously will. I didn't see Will. That's on me. I need to watch Will Levis still. That is 100. I was at a, a golf uh, Phil Maine's family golf classic, mm-hmm. so I didn't get to see it all. You're saying he just needs to just let it rip. You're saying like in the bear. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you, you could tell like there's there's plays from this game where he's like guiding the football. Like I don't I'm trying to be absolutely perfect here. And I understand that again. I heard he's super serious. Game. You Just, text him about that? You guys super yeah. serious? Your text conversations, he's super serious. We heard he's super duper serious. No, he doesn't come across that way. This doesn't come across that way, but <laughs> he just needs the Why was that being said? Yeah, yeah. too intense. Oh, no, I think pers- you, you, my text messages aren't that serious to him, but he is a very intense personality from what I know, yes. You put, like, tear face oh. laugh emojis yeah. yep. after your stuff. Just bro, don't let it rip, the ball, bro. bro. Yeah, for real, for real. Laugh emoji, laugh yep. emoji. Uh-huh. Is that what you <laughs> For real, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> LOL, yeah. RV, dude. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. That's so many of these. Oh, my God. So, man. so many of these. Hang it loose. So let many it of those. Let, let it rip. rip let it rip. Yep. I don't use that one that much. I don't oh, use that one that let much. It ri- that one to Will. That's the message. Yeah, hey. it is. Yeah. Hey, let me throw you one of these. Let it rip. Let it rip. Let it rip, let it rip dude. Let's go ahead and shout out uh, Maui, by the way, raising money. Obviously, mm-hmm. incredible, yep. incredible state. Uh, Connor has a question for you about one of the older guys in a new place. Yeah, Dan, yesterday it was pretty apparent Derek Carr is in the right situation now. Do you think that the Saints are kind of the clear favorites of the NFC South, or do you think possibly, you know, maybe Baker had drummed something up as well? I, I think that the Saints uh, deserve to be the favorite. I would probably say Carolina it would be next to line strictly because how good their defense is going to be. Um, I, I don't know how good, you know, Tampa Bay is going to be just given how well Baker can consistently play. But Derek Carr looked good. I, I think that the really key uh, for the Saints is so still have Lattimore, still have Honey Badger, still have Demario Davis. So really high end players, obviously Cam. So the defense. I think can still play really top 10, top defense, top 10, top 12 at a minimum. Everything's about Michael Thomas. Like if Michael Thomas stays healthy, then the impact for that offense is hard to quantify because he's back to being, you know, one of the better receivers in the NFL. Then that allows a lot to be even a more impactful player. Rashid Shahid, who's a super fast downfield guy. Kamara's got to, you know, get through his suspension. I, so, you know, Derek Carr is a really good place for them because I think Derek likes to throw the football downfield and they have the people that can do that. So, man, if Michael Thomas is healthy, that's a division favorite. And Jim, Jimmy Graham's there, too. Yes, uh, of yeah. course. Let's remember Jimmy Graham's there. Uh, that's right. You know what I mean? Landing helicopters down there. That's right. Mm-hmm. He's flying a team up on fighter jets, getting mm-hmm. them riled up after mm-hmm. watching Top Gun Maverick, oh, obviously. Yeah. Yep. Of course. I mean, that's a, that'll live. Great movie. You. Better than the original. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll tell you no, what. No. I watched the last 37 minutes or so, and it is 
Maybe the greatest cinema of all time. Yeah. It is fantastic. Anyways, last question here because we know you got to go. Sports Center, obviously, oh, Dan okay. Orlovsky. Yeah. It is football season. Football has started. Dan Orlovsky's on the television. Ty Schmidt has a question for you. Dan, after watching the Packers on Friday night, I think a lot of fans are pretty happy with what they've seen so far from Jordan Love. The knock on him in camp so far, and, and you alluded to it this morning, uh, he misses that kind of layup to Musgrave. And you said something about him, yeah. you know, maybe using his eyes too much, which I didn't really understand. But have you seen enough out of him? Too good. At least through too one too game, and, and he's going to play more, but that makes you think that like he is coming along pretty nicely and that the Packers are going to be just fine this year with him? I, yeah, absolutely. I, I was. I, he was probably the most impressive out of like, the quarterbacks that are, like uh, I guess, the unknown camp of week one of the preseason. The ball went to the right place every single play. Um, and, and that's part of sitting there for a couple of years and he's been able to watch it versus this play versus all these different defenses. Where does that ball usually go? So he was really impressive with it. I thought the keeper game, the movement game, you know, that, that they had used with him was uh, nice. My point I, with the, the whole miss was he held the linebacker for so long and moved the linebacker so much that I think it forced him to miss that throw. Got it. And I think the big, the big takeaway is like, do you have to hold the eyes that long? Do we have to make it almost like a no look? Um, and I think that's like a big learning experience for him. So I, I, like, I was very impressed with him. I would be very encouraged if I was a Packers fan. I think he's, he's in a really good situation. I've said that. And, you know, like if, if he can take another big step, that's going to be awesome. Hell yeah. We can't wait to watch that. NFC North seemingly loaded. This year. Should make for a great Thanksgiving, huh? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't thank you enough, Dano. Good luck this football season. Hopefully we'll be seeing a lot of you with your little model model looks. Yeah, hey. Hell yeah, dude. Let it rip, bro. Let it rip. Later, boys. Let it rip, Dano was like, hey, you don't need to move him that much. Just a little bit. Okay? You know, what are you doing? You're doing too that's too long, too long, too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It's like those boxers. You ever train with those boxers? I did one time. Guy threw a punch and I I dodged it, yeah, and he missed me by like this much. I felt like I was mm-hmm. Ali. I thought I was, yeah, that's sure. a fucking thought. It's like Canelo, and the- so then, I, yeah, exactly. So then I threw a punch, and he, I missed his face by this much. Mm-hmm. That was on purpose because there was one coming uh, right back, <laughs> right back to me. Sure. Uh, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, yeah, you're not trying to miss. Sure. Yeah, you're trying to miss as little as possible because you're right back in there uh, fucking the person up. That's what Dan's saying. Hey, Jordan, just a little bit, baby. Yeah. Just do a little. Just do, hey, we don't have to do that much. You're working too much. That's right. Now, Jordan Love, if he goes on to be a Hall of Famer, will say, Dan, you remember when you were trying to tell me what to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah, do. Right. Dan knows that, I assume. Like Kunu yeah. and forgetting Sarah Marshall when he was teaching him to surf. You know, do less. Yeah, exactly. When you're doing too little. Bingo. What a movie that is. Mm-hmm. Great film. That guy's a pretty, pretty talented guy. Jason Siegel. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that thing now. Shrinking. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Very good. Seemingly right out of his brain. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I but thought it's actually so. Roy Kent from uh, Ted Lasso is the one who wrote it. He's good. He's very, very good. good. He's very good. He's a little angry guy. Yeah, yeah he is. absolutely. But he's very, very good yeah, at what he's he does. Head coach now. That's a good show. Yeah. Also, uh, Hijack. Good, good show. Yeah, you I liked it. it. I'm four episodes in. Yeah, it's always. Don't a know hanger. what's gonna happen. Yeah. Always a hanger. Only three left. It's tough. Yeah. Watch that last night. Turn it on like eight yeah, thirty. One episode, mm-hmm. you know. Baby went down. Mm-hmm. Maybe we watch a show. Then you get through one episode, and you're like, "Oh, gotta shit have right? to see, have to see <laughs> at least the beginning of the next one." Sam's like, "We, well, okay, guy, early morning tomorrow." I'm like, 
come on. Still. Yeah. <laughs> Watch two of them. It's a good show. Yeah. It is. It's a very good. I still don't know what's going to happen, which is how I judge if it's a good show or not. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, like I think there are some shows that are just very lazy and it's like, okay, I feel like you wasted my time here. I get a little bit upset about it. Mm-hmm. Then there's some shows where I'm like, oh, this is way too smart for me. I know I'm not going to be able to keep up. This one feels like a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm right in the middle of it. Foxy, I don't know if you've seen this. Foxy and no. I, we, for those that are new to the program, Foxy and I are the least watching anything motherfuckers on earth. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Never see anything. Right. But when we do, we are picky. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and if you're not predicting this one, that's the ones I like. Like the succession ending, I didn't see that coming. That's why I love that show so much. Uh, concur. Yes. Mm-hmm. Love perfect. I agree completely. Yep. Okay. This is a good one, though. Hijack. The people are saying Silo is good. I'll tell you what I tried. We so, tried. It is. It's good. It's a good show. I, anything Apple, you, you got to give a chance. That's yeah, Morning Show's coming back, right? Yeah. John Hamm. That one. Is anything coming back with the whole thing that's going on? The right? stuff that was finished, because there's another Apple TV show, Invasion, that comes back next week as well. Is there stri- there's strikes going on right yeah. now? Still yeah. going. Still going. Is that close? I have uh, no idea. I saw they just uh, passed the 100-day mark, so I think it, it... Oh, so they're celebrating how long it's going. For sure. As for opposed the, to how close it is. For the writers or the actors? Oh, for sure. gotcha. Uh, it would have been the writers, because okay. theirs was yeah. first. In the whole... All right, well, good luck. Good hey, luck. Hey, come on. Go get them. Netflix isn't helping them either, because Suits is like the number one show in the world, and none of the writers get residuals from that. No, a couple of them have gotten checks for like two dollars and fifty six cents, right. which kind of they're kind of just yeah, true. Like shoving it down their throats a little bit, which kind of adding to their yeah. bingo, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. just opening old wounds. Right, yeah. I didn't know that was happening. We yeah. hey, we're pulling for everybody. Get your money. Yeah, get mm-hmm. your money. Right. Good luck. Good luck, dollars. Go get it. Good luck out there. But it does feel like that's going to cause some sort of uh, ripple effect here. Yes. Yeah. I don't know when it's going to be, but there's going to be a massive layoff of like stuff to watch. I assume it wasn't cool to sure. finish. Yes, for sure. Once the studio's got it, I assume that's the shit that's going to be able to go out, finishing touches. Yeah. But once that is well is run dry, then we'll feel the ripple effects of this whole thing. Bingo. Let's just hope that's in the middle of football season. Exactly. Because I'll tell you what. I'm excited to see some of these preseason numbers versus like other shit that's on TV. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. you know what I'm doing? I'm watching those first two series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. First two series, what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. Patch Mahomes played. Yeah, yeah holy did. shit. They had some fuckery in the first drive. <laughs> yes, they did. First preseason game, first drive, first fourth and one that Patrick Mahomes wants to go for. Yeah. Okay? Champion mm-hmm. right now. Middle of building a dynasty. Know that they're in the middle of building a dynasty. Mm-hmm. Showing up so obsessed. Fourth down now, we got to go for it. Got to go for it. Have to go for it. Got to go for it. It's like, okay, psycho, bro, just go chill. Yeah. There's a lot of people not playing. We don't need you as a fan base anywhere near this field right now. No. But we do appreciate the fact that you're fucking out there. Mm -hmm. I appreciate the standard you're setting for future football players. Like, hey, this is what Patrick Mahomes does. They talk about it in the NBA. Like, Michael Jordan would go for fucking 60 minutes. 82 times a year, mm-hmm. every single city, no matter how many rounds of golf he played that day, <laughs> no matter how many beers he chugged, what? no matter how many cigars he smoked, no matter, how much, no matter how much money he gambled, what? he was playing 82 games. Yep. So like these new guys, that's obviously something that the old heads oh, yeah. are holding over their heads about what they're doing with the whole everything. Patrick Mahomes, like, this is real old school. Mm-hmm. Like, wanting to play, wanting to do it. I think that's what we saw in quarterback. Like, this dude's a dog, like, through and through. I appreciate that. I like the fact that our faces of yep. our league are fucking dogs. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I very much appreciate that. Hardworking people that love their teammates mm-hmm. uh, work yep. as hard in the community as they do on the field, seemingly, beloved by everybody, humble enough to understand that. Uh, you know, I fucking love this guy. 
And then they put a tight end under center in the first fucking drive. Yep. Unreal. Myself, is Andy Reid not the coolest fucking coach of all time? Yes. What's he doing in the first preseason game when it does not matter at all? People are running the most basic stuff. He puts a tight end under center. Now, I guess this guy's been doing this in college, and they do this with the Chiefs because of Patrick Mahomes' knee injury whenever it was in the playoffs, and he almost fucking, you know, was out mm-hmm. because of that type of thing. It happened to Carson Wentz as well, I believe, years and years ago. Like, a quarterback sneak, if you're not Jalen Hurts, can be pretty dangerous, seemingly. Or Tom Brady, who has over 1,000 rushing yards doing it so i love everything about this chiefs team and i think that was cemented even more so in the first two series of that fucking preseason game then you got to sit through the rest of the game oh mm. it's so bad you know because not fun to get to the next game yeah the yeah. first two series right you got to get through that so shout out to the fedex st jude open Coming through it's, for a fourth quarter for us. Thank God. Thank. Hey, congrats, Lucas Glover. Hell yeah. Unbelievable. It was an honor watching you and your yep. pants fucking battle through Memphis, mm-hmm. that golf course, and the heat, and watch you get a big time dub in overtime. They tried to slow you down, Lucas. Mm-hmm. Rain delay. Why? Four hundred degrees. Why? Lucas Glover hates the heat. Is what they were thinking. <laughs> yeah. This guy just walked right through it. Give me the fucking ice chest. Mm-hmm. You want some water? Uh uh-uh. uh. I see things down. Want that? Ice. I hope it gets through the rest of my body. He would have put his head in there. Oh yeah. If he thought he would have was a lot, mm-hmm. and I was rooting for him because I am a sweater myself. That is a nightmare on national television, biggest stage you've ever been on, mm-hmm. and your pants are these traitors, these treasonous yep. fucking cotton that just airs your out your shit yep. out literally to everybody. He battled through it all, buried putts Beast. to save par. And then over time, just psh, 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 yep. how you doing? Keep it moving. I'm the champion. Congrats to him, and thank you for getting us through a third and fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. huge. That was huge for us. Yeah, back to back wins too. I thought it was. Oh like yeah. Last year, 1.2 million. Last two weeks, 4.3 yeah. million. Unreal. And it's nice because, like, in in some of the games, you could stick around if there was a rookie like that you wanted to see. Like Deuce was awesome. Stetson was awesome. Kind of to watch hey, throughout the game. Stetson, but awesome. Beast. Yeah, and those spinning it. He. Accurate as fuck and like had yeah. some great zip on the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but remember he's too old and he uh, he partied his face off that time in That's Texas. That's right. Oh, yeah. sue me. Mm-hmm. And he got arrested. and He came out with a big old lipper in. I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. Walking out of the jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the day. middle of the combine process. Exactly. So that's going to be a red flag for some teams. Yep. And we can understand that. But with that being said, he's doing a lot of this shit in Georgia. Yeah. Yep. He just was five years older than everybody, so nobody knew if it was impressive or not. Yeah. And then he comes into the NFL first game, and he's dicing up a defense that has an NFL jersey on. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's this year's Brock Purdy, right? We can just kind of cement that already if he gets to play. Matthew Stafford is back playing. Mm-hmm. I assume great football because uh, he's Matthew Stafford, and that's what he does. We were all very confused that he came back and played this year yeah. because we thought with the injury that he said, there's a massive second and 21. Second and 21 on a dime from Stetson Bennett. Yeah. He's 26. He could play another 14 years, mm-hmm. especially with the signs they got. L.A. Oh, yeah. the rules. Look at him dropping it in a bucket. Hi. Teammates love him. You know that? For sure. Have to. Absolutely. You guys are ripping more zins than the fucking rest of the team. And it's a lot of the dot. Yeah. Hitting guys in stride, too, letting them run afterwards. And we talk about comfort. Look at how fucking comfortable this guy is. That was in one, two, three. Ah, chill. What did he complete? 30 passes? Uh, yeah. Was this guy Just playing about- Big 12 football right there? <laughs> it looked like Big 12 football. He was very yeah. impressive when you went How about that, that offensive line right there? Yeah. 
Hey, Rams, good luck. Your offensive line was the problem. My fucking go. Stetson Bennett's playing fucking sevens. Seven on seven. Mm-hmm. No pressure at all. Cooper Cup back, too. I forgot about him. He's quarterback and wide receiver. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he get hurt? What happened to him, Dirty? Hammy. Is he back? No, not yet. Oh. Never Come on. Never mind. Good Stafford season. said this is the healthiest he's ever felt going into a season in a long time. I love that. Yep. I love that. Yep. These old heads saying the same things. Yeah. Check that spinal cord. I was going to say. His- Whoa. Attached by a paperclip, so I hope he's feeling healthier than he ever has. You think he doesn't know more than you two dumbasses do about the state of his spine right now? No, no, definitely not. But I don't know if he knows more than AQ Shipley because AQ's also been through a very similar injury. So what happened to AQ, just for those that have not heard the story, AQ Shipley, friend of the program, obviously host of In the Trenches. Can't wait for that. Yes, Mm -hmm. pumped. Can't wait for that. Soon. He played football a long time in the NFL, okay? He is uh, just classic NFL football player. That's right. I love football. Yes. Meathead. Yeah. Every day of his life, I love football. <laughs> Still to this day, living life as if he's in the NFL, mm-hmm. yep. in his backyard, I love football. I love football. Then he finally gets to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, wins the Super Bowls on team or on teams with uh, teammates with Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Everything's going good. Mm-hmm. Great. Team I win a Super Bowl here. Playing. Here we go. Playing, living. Yeah. And then he gets hurt in the game. And then the next day, he goes to a doctor, and his doctor comes in after reading the scans and says, you can never play football again. Mm -hmm. Just like, football's over. Have a good day. Come again. And he goes, well, what happened? And they tell him about the spinal contusion where it's not the spine, but it's the thing that the spine goes through, you see. You have a concussion or contusion, I forget what the contusion contusion on there, that made it swell up, you see. So at one particular part where your spine goes through, it's tighter than at other places. So if you were to potentially get bopped in that particular area, you know, obviously we know what would happen then, and that is the scary part of this whole thing. So that is why we cannot clear you to play any physical sport ever again or whatever. Yeah. Was the message that he got. Mm -hmm. Now there's obviously different grades and levels, I'd assume, of the contusion and the swelling and everything like that. But when we heard that was potentially what Matthew Stafford had last year, at this stage of his career, with how much money he's made, Mm -hmm. how many records he's broken, how many, you know, he has a Super Bowl championship. Mm -hmm. How many other things would you need to say, you know what, stamp it. I did live up to the hype that was mm-hmm. made sure. to make me the highest paid human in the United States of America <laughs> the day that I was drafted. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what happened. He was same draft class as me. 2009, he got drafted and got like 60-some million or something like old that. CBA. Old CBA. Old, old CBA. Yeah. Just so much money. More money than anybody in the NFL at the time. And he went to Detroit, obviously... Detroit experienced what Detroit has experienced yep. for a long time. He did his best. But he just broke all the records. He's beloved up there. And then he moves to the the big city. That's right. Oh, yeah. Bright lights. Finally, goes to Mexico and says, you know what? Yeah, I do want to win. Mm-hmm. F- fucking sue me. I hate yeah. losing. Okay, I love Detroit, but I don't want to be a bad guy. I just want to be a football guy. It's all I've ever wanted to be. But also, God damn it, the only thing they judge everybody on is how many Super Bowls you got. You know what they say about Dan Marino? What's that? Never won the big one. Dan, couldn't win the Super Bowl. Mm-mm. It's like Dan, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, didn't win the Super Bowl. That's all they ever say. Matt Stafford's like, do you think we're ever, oh, I want to win. All right, let's go to Mexico, and then we'll go to the Los Angeles Rams. And then first year, you'll win a Super Bowl. Then you'll have all the marketing deals that you want. Mm-hmm. Everybody will see how cool you are, and everybody will finally respect you as a football player. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. Let's do that. That happens. Yep. yep. And then he gets hurt again. Ooh. And then he comes back. It's like, bro, at what point is what we all thought. Yeah. But back to the original point. Matthew Stafford's just a fucking football player. He loves, he loves football. He's loves just ball. a fucking football player. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it.
Go to Los Angeles, that doesn't change him. No. no. He's still that Texas fuck that went through Georgia mm-hmm. and was up in Detroit trying to build up Grit City up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's all he was trying to do. That one you person put, was talking shit on football, so he pushed her off the stage. That did not happen. Well, she was a terrible human, though, after the fact. True. People looked into we her. We found out that some yep. of the things she said in the past. Yep. That was a whole situation. Yeah, that was I was on vacation during. Crazy yep. two days for and you. And dropped myself right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> by giving money to help. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Help, trying to help. Yeah. Bad guy. Yeah, of course. That's how it works. Oh, my God. Forgot all about that. That was quite a babyface heel turn. That, that was crazy. One of the quickest ever. Yeah. But anyways, that was at a Super Bowl parade. Yeah, yep. They won a Super Bowl their first year. Yeah. He's still playing. Aaron Donald's still there. Why not? Sure. Stetson Bennett's in the building. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's good vibes. Mm-hmm. And then if something does happen to Matthew Stafford, right. looks like Stetson Bennett got him in really good hands. Yeah. What else can you really take away from the uh, preseason? Oh, if you perform well, things will happen. Malik Cunningham is doing quarterback right. reps right now for the New England Patriots and like meaningful reps, right? Yeah, he's taking snaps with the first team and David Andrews. He's legitimately Going to get not a shot, I think, at starting because they still are saying, hey, Mac Jones, definitely the guy, but he's definitely going to make the team. And- Undrafted free agent. Bingo. Did you hear the way Connor just described it? He's not necessarily competing with Mac Jones just yet. Mm-hmm. Undrafted free agent guy. Yeah. Okay. Undrafted free agent guy. We're not saying he's the one. No. Just he's yet. been in the building a couple weeks, wasn't drafted. But. but he's going to have a package. He, yeah. he certainly. Is going to make the team, and that's all because of a fourth quarter in the preseason, first preseason game, and also Bill Belichick saying, I, I don't know how nobody drafted you. Uh, I don't know if there was something like behind closed doors that people were saying about this dude or how this ended up happening. All anybody tells me whenever I tweet good things about this guy, uh, sorry, post good things about this guy, is <laughs> he was cheeks at Louisville. He sure. was cheeks at Louisville. Oh, okay. That's what people say. It's like, does that matter? There's a lot of cheeks motherfuckers in college wow. that have a little bit of promise and everybody in every NFL building says, you know, we'll spend a fifth rounder on this guy. We think we can make him his best fucking player he could be. I mean... The potential was always there. You watch that one play Crazy. where he broke 17 tackles yeah. to score a touchdown. It's like, this guy's a, probably a pretty good fucking football player. Yeah, he had 110 touchdowns there. Cheeks, yeah, sure. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Sure. so, like, I don't understand how he goes undrafted, but there's going to be a, a Malik Cunningham package. 100%. And I'm pumped about that. Yeah. I can't wait to see where their story goes, although you hate his number. Oh, I, I don't love 16. Whoa. I like to see him in, like, a one, may, maybe even a two. I think that would look great, but I forget the exact number of years. I definitely should know this, but I believe it's been 15-plus every single year that the Patriots have had a undrafted guy make the roster, and there's no doubt about it that it's going to be Cunningham. The real crazy part thinking is, so let's say Mac Jones gets hurt again, similar to Bledsoe. And then, you know, Brady comes in. This time, Malik Cunningham uh, Here comes we in. go. If Malik Cunningham is Tom Brady. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. But if he were to play well, <laughs> I think it would be very interesting to see what would happen after Mac Jones got back healthy. Because obviously, Zappi played well. And then there's the Bears game. And everyone realized, okay, they beat the Browns and the Lions. It wasn't a, a real thing. Oh. It was just zip on the ball being zip on the ball. But with Malik Cunningham. <laughs> Lions ricochet shot. It was before they yeah, traded TJ Hawkinson. It was yeah. the one and six start. We got him in that nice sweet spot. Worst hey, what, game of the year. What a yeah. trade, by the way. Yeah. That ended up being. It worked out for them, but 29 nothing kicked the shit out of them. Love you, MCDC. But if Cunningham were to actually come in and play really well, it I, I would find it hard to believe that Belichick would just give the give the team right back to Mac Jones, especially because he is a unbelievable athlete, and if one of the weaknesses... Bro, I, team, love, I love, 
I love this. Yes, me I too. Let you know this. <laughs> yes, I love everything about this. It's awesome. Do you hear what you're saying? I, I I do hear what I'm saying. This is awesome. He's the next guy. He's the anointed one. He could He's be Tom Brady. I didn't say he was Tom Brady. I'm saying the situation Karen is never going to get off. Yeah, the fact that <laughs> you. Not, no, I'm saying the situation. Like I also, I'm not going to get hurt. off that you are trying to again give Pat the Patriots number away. Well, it's, look, Pat the Patriots changed his number to 1776, Tony. We already went over this one. <laughs> is he really four over. wide on that thing? I, I, he better be, because if he has, he should have been this whole time. I don't know why he was even one to begin with. All right. Well, um, if he is the starting quarterback for the Patriots this year, and then he just never hands that over, yeah. he's just a starter for the next 20 years, mm-hmm. think about what they're going to be saying about fucking Bill Belichick oh, even more. I couldn't do it without How old is this guy? Bill Belichick? Yeah. Uh, I believe he had a crazy party for his 72nd birthday this year. <laughs> yeah. Really? Crazy was the word on the street, but that's his life these days. He's 71. Oh, okay. <laughs> his birthday hasn't come up yet. I believe his birthday is in August. I thought. Connor's throwing him a fucking wild party for his 72nd. Yeah, what did you I imagine? Would, yeah. What what internet report have you seen? His, well, his birthday's in April. You see, it depends what circle you're kind of rolling around with, especially on the internet these days. But some circles are alleging that, you know, they've just been having a hell of an offseason together. Who? The Patriots and the coaching staff and their team and everyone that is associated with them. Really? Yeah, yeah. Nantucket was fucking ludicrous this year, was the word on the street. Eight rings had a crazy party. Word on the street. Once again, just something that's going around. I don't know if this is real or not. It is. It is. This is actual reporting. Yeah. Let's just say Bill Belichick ain't going nowhere. He's got he's got a uh, second wind of sorts, okay. if you will. All right, it's, it seems like behind yeah. the scenes, huh? that's what you're saying. For sure, behind the scenes. How about at 71, he fucking potentially drafted undrafted guy yeah. mm-hmm. that he gives two hundred thousand dollars to right away. So like an undrafted signing bonus number is negotiated between yeah. agent and team. Everything's negotiated. Now, there's been plenty of cases where guys that have gone undrafted had gotten bigger guaranteed contracts than if they were to be drafted in the sixth or the seventh round of that last season. Now, why didn't the team just draft them there so they didn't have to pay them as much? Who knows? Maybe they thought two guys were at that same caliber, didn't want to waste another one, knew they were potentially going to go uh, undrafted. And then when they go undrafted, if there's any other teams looking in there, that's how you obviously negotiate this. So to get to $200,000, there's normally like $1,500. There's people that have gotten $1,500 mm-hmm. as a signing bonus, as undrafted. There's players who thought they had to pay to go to training camp. Yeah. Bingo. Andrew Brandt. Yeah, yeah, there's like that type of stuff that happens. So then there's people that get like $30,000, $50,000. I think we've heard a few different times. But like for a guy to get two. 200,000, that's like a fourth round, fifth round, fourth round pick. So sixth, seventh rounds could have got drafted, would have made less money than what this dude signed for as an undrafted free agent. That makes no sense to me. I don't understand how that happens, but I love the fact that it did. And they're going to say 71-year-old Bill Belichick mm-hmm. still had his fastball. Oh, Doing yeah. it again. Everybody else didn't see it. Nobody drafted him. Here I am on seven rings out at sea near Nantucket. Hell yeah. Scheming up ways for this undrafted quarterback that some people on the internet, not us, say this guy was cheeks. He mm-hmm. cheeks. Yeah. It's, it's cheeks, bro. <laughs> Watch his Louisville film. Cheeks. Okay. What does that mean? Not sure, actually. I think it means they said he couldn't throw. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I'll tell you, Connor saw two. 
Boom. That's Tom Brady. That's all it takes. <laughs> two balls. That's yeah. all it takes. Maybe, said, that is what we were doing. Maybe that is what they do. I, maybe I didn't like the number because it's 16, not 12. You know, maybe we give them 12. <laughs> so you see what the kid can do. Right, just hand that over. I believe that one's going up in the rafters either first week of the season. Yep, week one. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's going to be t- – imagine Malik Cunningham will be wearing the number 12 um, throughout the rest of the preseason. <laughs> Whenever the season starts, that number will be going up into the rafters, obviously, yep, yep. for the previous owner of said number. But uh, to pivot away from the NFL into something, Something that I think I should shine a spotlight on because I feel like it's something that I've experienced. Uh, Tone has experienced. Nick has experienced. Everybody from our hometown has experienced probably a little bit more frequently than many others that have a microphone and a platform mm-hmm. as large as this particular one. So I just kind of wanted to chat about something that took place in our hometown of Plum this past weekend on Saturday morning. We were all back in Plum for the Phil Maines Family Classic, and as we are landing, I do believe, is when I house exploded in a part of our hometown called Rustic Ridge is the community within Plum that it took place. And obviously everybody around Plum was able to feel and kind of heard the explosion. And there was numerous people that were supposed to come to the Phil Maines Classic that weren't able to make it because it happened in their neighborhood. We obviously know a lot of the people that live near those houses and people that have grown up in those neighborhoods. So this is something I feel like as the world is chatting about, we are kind of living through for yet another time. Now, there is allegedly five people that have passed away in this gas explosion that turned a house into a gigantic bomb, killing four out of the five people that were within the building, I do believe, and uh, five, the guy who owns the house, I think is in ICU right now with like 90% burns, so he's probably going to pass away as well. So it's an incredibly sad scene with people that we know, uh, but it's also the third time that this has happened in our hometown since 2008. So the street that Tone Diggs and I grew up on is in a part of Plum called Holiday Park, Hialeah. That had an explosion on it in 2022. So that was just a mm-hmm. few months back. There was no casualties, but a house exploded because of a gas line, we assume, leaking into a house, which then gets trapped in the house, and then some sort of spark or fire happens, and house turns into bomb, and everybody kind of feels the ripple effects. In 2008, on a street that's connected to Hialeah, Mardi Gras, there was an explosion that was felt, I think, for like three miles, set off seismic type things, killed a 64-year-old and his granddaughter. And then in 1996, where Nick grew up in Regency Park on the other side of town, there was another one. So that's four houses that have exploded in our hometown since 1996. Now, we do have a mine underneath our mm-hmm. hometown that I believe had a fire back in 1987 that ended with some casualties, so they shut it down, but there's still a fire burn underneath of it, but we are not 100% sure why it has targeted our community as much as it has over the last couple decades, but this is a national thing that I don't think ever gets talked about that we are kind of experiencing in the absolute worst way. It is said from 2002 to 2021, there has been 680 natural gas pipeline explosions that has resulted in 260 deaths, 1,109 injured, and $11.04 billion losses and damage price tag just since 2002. Uh, it was 
any of the 11, 1,109 persons are only being accounted for if they had to go into the hospital for a serious incident. So this happens on a very, very regular basis. We're trying to figure out how we can help the families that were affected by this. Not only the ones that lost the house that exploded, obviously, if he survives, but the numerous houses that get taken out alongside of these sitting bombs that just happen because some people don't even realize that there is gas being leaked somewhere. So we were, we're going to figure out how to get a good fund going for these families. But I think we should also remind the world that like when you're working with things that re revolve around the gas being turned on or turned off, even if you're not a handyman, try your best to remember like, hey, that is a very, very, very dangerous thing that is potentially putting your family, your neighbors, everybody in danger. And I'm not saying anybody did anything wrong because in a lot of these cases, there is times where a backhoe goes down to try and fix something or lay more piping and it grazes the pipeline and it loosens it, weakens it. And over time, it leaks so much into whatever it is and it turns a house into a bomb. So I'm not saying there's anybody that did anything wrong, but what I am saying is we have to be very more careful as a society when it comes to gas and everything that is around it, because this weekend, it was devastating. They're still racking up how much it's going to cost to put these families into places and mm -hmm. future earnings of family members that have passed. It's just, it's a wild scene. It was scary to be a part of. Uh, to go to even hear about. There's a lot of people back in our, our hometown that we're friends with that are closer with the individuals that this happened to. They're all mourning heavily, and I think everybody's very confused, but I know everybody wants to get in a place where it stops happening, and I think just a little bit more knowledge that this is taking place is a good start. All right, we're going to take a break. T's and P's with everybody back yeah. there. And we're trying to figure it out. I think the national news was there this morning talking to uh, neighbors. Plum's a pretty tight, like, tight community. So everybody's going through it right now. And, uh, hey, that's a scary thing, bro. Yeah. Very. Scary. Yeah, big time. Because you have no idea. Mm -mm. Like, you, people say, like, oh, you would smell it. Well, what if you're out of your house? Correct. And it happens while you're gone. And then when you come back, maybe you do smell it, but a pilot light turns on something. Yeah. And then, boom. It's crazy. Yeah, nuts. You're saying neighbors, like... Top floor ended up bottom floor. People mm -hmm. were upstairs. Yeah. So like the Thank whole. You. Yeah, geez, I mean, that, the the ring video you can see it's like way in the distance, but the there's debris, hit there's the debris hitting these people's house. That's like they're, I mean they're maybe in like the same away. development, but like it's way the hell away. It happened in Indiana a few years back. Mm -hmm. I think house oh, yeah. in two houses next to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People died. Mm -hmm. Nuts. Allegedly, that was an insurance fraud. Jeez. People did it on purpose. Had no mm -hmm. idea what they were doing. Made it just blow up the entire neighborhood, pretty much. It's terrible. It's crazy, bro. Yeah, scary. Very. People scary. in Plum, though, that is a very scary situation. And uh, I assume what's going to come out is that there was some leak somewhere, and nobody had a clue. Could have been literally could have been happening over the last twenty years. Yeah. Before they even got there. Oh, that's sad, bro. Yeah. Sad. Although we are just. 24 days away. Whoa. Adam Pacman Jones, days away from the NFL kicking off with the Chiefs hosting the Detroit Football Lions. Hell yeah. Can't wait to watch both of those teams become their full products after a preseason where we're seeing some players play football on both of those teams. Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs got their guys playing. Yep. Yeah. They're the reigning Super Bowl champions. Mm -hmm. What do they think about 
preseason that other teams don't think about preseason. Now, obviously, you have no offensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy is now at the Commanders. Matt Nagy slides from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator. But the thing that everybody says is that Andy Reid is the one that calls plays. So you would seemingly think that the offense remains the same. Yeah. They got a lot of vets on that offense. Yeah. They are Super Bowl champions. Right. Andy Reid's still putting them out there. Yeah. Saying, hey, we're playing football out here. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity is what Andy Reid says. We appreciate the opportunity to get better and play our guys. I don't know how long guys are going to be playing in the second game, how mm-hmm. they're going to view the third game, but I do know for a series or two in numerous games, it felt like it was NFL, yeah. NFL football. It, it did. really did. And I love that we're in the middle of it. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys Town Diggs is here. The toxic table at Boston Connor and you know, your mullet looks good, pal. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I wasn't sure how it was, and then the DoorDash driver said, love that mullet. That's all you need is just one of those. That, just one. I was like, okay, cool. That's why I always say, uh, be a friend, tell a friend something nice, because yeah, literally exactly. just one of them is like... Perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Perfect example of it, too. And I, not that this person does this, but there are times where you will notice something on somebody that they're putting a big effort into. Mm. Sure. Okay? It was a big swing. They knew it was a big swing. Mm-hmm. You know it's a big swing. That's normally the right thing right. to just give a little quick boom. Looks great. Because, boy, the pop that comes from yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, like, ridiculous jacket. Yep, sure. Just absolutely yep. absurd jacket. Mm-hmm. Wild that that was the jacket that was chosen. But when the jacket was picked, you got to think about the internal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yeah, this that's what Sweet. Yeah, I'm like, doing it. Go for it. Rip it, you know? So if you just go yeah. one. Sweet jacket. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Oh yes. my God. Needed that. It forever. Bingo. Do you know how many people have said the complete opposite? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like those are the things that really get. But you're right. All you need is just one. You're just off one. and running. That's it. And then you're moving and grooving. And now I feel great about it, especially because, you know, the first day I had the mullet, maybe I didn't put as much effort into it. And you said, hey, look, you got to get the blow dryer. You got to do some things to make sure it actually looks like a mullet. So I'm glad the process has, mm-hmm. you know, worked out. Well, you stuck to the process. You trusted the process. You yep. know who's not trusted any process right now, Ty? Uh, who's that? James Harden. Yeah, Ooh. sounds no, like it. Not, no. You know, they say the Sixers thing is trust the process. Remember? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they started that whole thing whenever the process was starting. And I believe a lot of people trusted the process mm-hmm. for a long time. And it was a marketing campaign. I believe it was in, in some rap songs. And mm-hmm. obviously all that has started. And now they still have yet to win. Mm-hmm. So people are starting to question the process. Now, James Harden's like, Guy running the place fucking stinks, all right? Yeah, he's yeah. a fucking liar. He was at a James Harden camp. I don't know where. I don't know the exacts, but he was standing on his court, right, with his name right behind him mm-hmm. with a crowd of people around him. Could have asked somebody anything. Could have said, hey, when you're hitting your step-back jumper, what are you thinking about? If this is like a basketball camp. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about doing this with this, you know. Hey, who's the best teammate you ever played with? Well, I enjoy playing with this. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what question was asked at this particular event that got this answer, but I love the fact that James Harden said, now is the right time yeah. Yeah. to say this about the guy that runs the 76ers. Uh, Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of the organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never be a part of the organization that he's a part of. Felt like there were some people in the back that weren't listening, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that one more time. Uh-huh. Let me know if you're with me here. People in the back. <laughs> there was a couple, whoa, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. hey, hey, man, here we go, let's do that. I appreciate the fact that he just went out and said it. 
because I believe there's something going on right now where he took less money allegedly at one point, and then he had a player option, and then there was an opportunity to maybe pay him a bunch of money. They're not doing that. He wants out now allegedly again mm -hmm. after leaving from Houston, what? New Jersey. What? Now he's in Philadelphia. What? He's potentially going somewhere. And uh, we are big James Harden fans. Yes. I wish I, I was there with him in a little baby. When they were at Paris Fashion Week. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. Seemed like they were smoking some incredibely powerful wee-wee mm -hmm. over there yeah. in Paris. So I don't know what the deal is and why it hasn't been able to come through, but he's letting that guy know that he ain't fucking doing it. This is a get me out of here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love it out of James Harden, although there's a lot of people that don't love what he did and how he did it, Doc. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? You know, someone probably just asked him, hey, James, how are you feeling right now? And then, boom, that's his response. Yeah. That's on the... That's on his frontal cortex. That's all Thank he can you for think. asking. <laughs> exactly. That's all he can think about. And Daryl Morey has already said, like, okay, that's great. Well, I'm not trading him. So, you know. We'll How about that? We'll oh, see. Can't wait to welcome him back in the building. Yeah, exactly. James Harden, if he uses any of his techniques of the past, he will potentially show up 350. Yeah. Easy. No problem. Yep. Simple. There'll be some videos surfacing quickly before his arival yep. at the club doing it. Mm -hmm. Just absolutely, you don't want this guy on your team, anyways. No so. chance. You don't want to deal. Hey, listen, you don't. And then he'll get traded in somehow, <laughs> fresh out of yeah. a phone booth. Yeah. One ninety, no problem. Mm -hmm. Step backs hotter than ever. It's an incredible ploy that he has done a couple different times. I believe he was in Houston. This guy, Daryl yeah. Morey, with James Harden as well. Bingo. So there's super history there. Sham Sharania broke that video news. The early this morning. Mm -hmm. Seems like it's a real deal. NBA is always cooking up some drama bullshit. Yeah, especially in the offseason whenever there's like these massive extensions. Like it was Jalen Brown for a little, and then the 2K ratings are coming out to everybody's pits. And then, Whoa. you know, you love to see Jimmy Harden just triple down on the entire thing. I love that. I also love the fact that JT, Jonathan Taylor, yep. is allegedly coming back to Indianapolis this week after missing some days to rehab an ankle. He's got an ankle. That's what right. Shane of course. Said. He's got an ankle. Out of state is where he went in the report. I read out of state rehab. I guess there was uh, some facility that could do something for his ankle that the Indianapolis Colts uh, facility couldn't do. So he was huh. said to be ahead and go ahead and do your thing, especially what we're in the middle of. At this particular juncture now, with him leaving the building and now coming back to the building, there's been no progress seemingly made on either end. Stephen Holder there, formerly of Star, now at ESPN is saying that Jonathan Taylor is still holding out. Uh, he still wants to be traded. He has not changed his position at all. He has communicated to the team that he'll practice, play only when he's 100%. Classic tactic here. Yep. Okay, when I'm 100%, I'll play. Because when I'm 100%, I'm my best. Exactly. Of course. Now, right now, 88.7. So, Get that's him. a lot of, you know what I mean? We're going, by, there. we're going by points right now. Yes, sure. So, we got point, down, point, bah. We got to get there. I don't know how this is going to play out. Jim Irsay seemingly not trading him, not trading him in October, and then put out a tweet that some people are saying, a little passive-aggressive mm -hmm. about what Jim Irsay is thinking about. Most things I worry about never happen anyway. Whoa. So, <laughs> you know what I've learned, brother? I'm the oldest owner in the NFL. We looked at a photo that we take every single year at the owners' meetings. There's a photo. I'm the only motherfucker that is in this entire building that is in this photo. Mm -hmm. It's in 1960, whatever. So what I did was I blessed all of these owners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Bless them. Approved them. Welcome. I'll vote yes, brother. What are you? Yeah. Of course. Brother, pards. <laughs> Love you, pards. Pards, you got it. And then it got to a point now where I'm looking around the room. This is our league. Mm -hmm. This is my league. That's right. So now Jim Irsay is not only teaching the new owners – how to view things. I do believe with the way he's speaking publicly. Yes. 
in a way he's talking behind closed doors. He's telling us he's talking behind closed doors. Everybody thinks this is like Roger Goodell's league. or This is our league. That's right. We don't give a fuck. Nope. This is our league. What we want to do, we do. George Hollis, you know what he did every single day whenever oh. he was an owner in the league? He was hands-on. That is what we – this is our league. Let's like, and now he's like, hey, I'm an old man. I'm the oldest owner in the fucking league. Mm-hmm. Okay? Most things I worry about over the first – 50 years of me being an owner early never really end up mm-hmm. happening anyway. Doesn't matter. So, Jonathan Taylor, brother, I'm getting Lolita out of Miami. Yep. And I'm getting you back on the field. Amen. Unless you want to take a massive pay cut, brother. <laughs> yeah, right. Massive. Do you want to play no football? How much money do you think is going to come at the end of a no football year? That is a whole other conversation piece. Yes. It's like, I don't know what the end game is on Jonathan Taylor's side. I appreciate the fact that they shot their shot. Now, in April... He said he wasn't going to do that right. publicly, very publicly. And then just a couple months later, complete about face. We're going hard into paint. We're showing up pissed and we're getting paid. And everybody else that is a running back around the league is getting paid as well. So I think, you know, Jonathan Taylor did something admirable alongside the rest sure. of the running backs and what he believed to be right at the time. But it was quite a heavy shot. And Jim Irsay literally just ate it. Just mm-hmm. boom. Mm-hmm. And then just looked right back at him. Now what? And then what is the what? I demand to be traded. No. Nope. Sorry. Not happening. Well, I demand to be paid. No. Nope. Come on. Don't have to. Contract signed it. Sorry. You said it. Look, we actually got it. Yeah. We rolled bro, parts. <laughs> Hold on. He's got to set it up. It lights a sig. Run it. Jonathan Taylor. I signed my name on a contract. I'm going to play through. Is this your hmm. parts? Is this your guy? What happened last two months? That's what Jim Irsay seemingly is willing to do right now. I'll be excited to see what Jonathan Taylor does because he's standing on, I still want to be traded. So that means yep. that they have not come to like the, hey, week 10 will negotiate, week eight will negotiate. Mm-hmm. That means that they are nowhere near on the same side. If what Stephen Holder, who is very plugged in, is saying is true, which I think it is. So what an ugly situation happening while Shane Steichen is trying to build his fucking culture and Anthony Richardson is trying to become the new face of a franchise while this is taking place with the most talented guy on the team. Now, last year was not his best year by any means. But if he was on board all in, there would be so much more, Mm -hmm. I think, optimism. And I think Shane Steichen's life would be a lot easier. But I guess that is uh, not the case in Jonathan Taylor's camp. They're just going to get... He's not going to get paid. No, no he's not. No. Well, I think that's by that, the Colts, at least. That's the problem. I don't too. think. And, like, and I hope they do. I hope they pay him. The, that is what I'm hoping. The more we talk about this, though, like you look back at what Lombardi said, like there's a difference between when like you're one and seven, and you know you feel like you're doing whatever, and you want to get paid, and you're pissed off, and there's dissension. Like new new culture, new head coach. Like you can't do this before the season starts. Like I mean, I get all, everyone's professional and people aren't pocket watching, but like you need everyone rowing the boat in the same direction going into the season, especially when it's one of your best players and you're putting everything on this quarterback who has never been in the league before. Like you just I don't know. I just feel like they they almost should just fucking trade him, wipe their hands clean of it, and be done with it. And then he goes and has success, which I hope happens. Right. Mm -hmm. But if he gets traded, he's going to have to get a deal agreed to with the new team before he gets traded over there, which seems like a lot of pieces. And then you think about the running back back market as a whole, like who's all bidding for that for a new deal? We don't know. I I assume somebody would. Does the team that he's getting traded to, do they have the ankle uh, rehab that the Colts don't have? Because, you know, out of state's one – if it would have been out of country, say he would have went to Germany and he would have had some stem blood, cells or something. And, sure. Yeah, that would have made sense, but out of There's state. There's places in America that do now, right? I think so. I've never done that. It does sound like a fucking 
weapon. Yeah. yeah. Real journey. I guess it's real painful, though. Yeah. I guess it's a pretty painful. Op- really? Yeah. People always talk about how it happens. I think the process of getting and yeah. putting back in pretty tough. is pretty legit. Yeah. I think. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure, but I think it is. Do we know oh. what was it in the Colts training room that you had? I don't know. That's, a, you know, in... I try not to put anybody in bad positions, you know, because, and they know they're smart enough yeah, not yeah. to put themselves in. I haven't even texted over there. Like, I mean, maybe I should, though. No, yeah. I shouldn't. I should not put anybody in that type of situation. Mm-hmm. That is not a good situation for anybody to be in. Uh, and they wouldn't tell me anyway. So what the fuck am I even talking about? But they, they, I don't know. They, uh, I think Peyton's neck stuff was handled by. In Haas? Colts people, and I think there was also a guy, uh, maybe in Alabama, maybe a guy, I don't know. The, not Dr. Andrews, but somebody of Dr. Andrews's. Right, sure. Something like that, like a what, neck surgery, you would expect. Like, where, like, that would, where I think the Colts people did it, but I think it was in conjunction with, right. yeah, if that makes in, sense. Yeah. Andrew Luck went over to Europe, right? Yeah. yeah. Remember, he went over to. Yeah. For his, his shoulder? Snowboard, or? No, for his injury on the football field. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Alps or something like that. I am so sick of it, Tone. I I can't take it. He's up for the Hall of Fame next year. If I had a vote, which I did not, I'm going to say put him in. Hell yeah. He he was unbelievable. He was. Lived up to the hype Mm -hmm. for just not as long as everybody would have expected or hoped. Right, no. But he could have. Yeah? Absolutely could have. One of one human being. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time. To do something that our show does, and it's one of my favorite things on earth. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, in a, at our level here in Indiana, we can only see things from such a vantage point. That's right. That's right. You know, we're big national media, international, you know, yeah. we got people yeah, 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 overseas, yeah, yeah. but we're such international media, we don't really know what's going on, on the ground. We only get really the upper 40,000 foot view of what's happening with yep. individual teams. Mm-hmm. And we didn't like that. No, we hated it. We respect beat writers and people that cover the teams every single day because that's not an easy job. That's something that's very difficult to only have one focus, one team. So we started calling beat writers. Then, then we said, we love it so much, we got to start doing this more often. Yeah. So we created a segment called Feel the Beat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we feel the beat. Yeah. So we go around beat writers. You get it? Yeah. Sports media. We just did sports media yeah, right. about sports mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Love everything about it. Our first beat writer joining us from the Queen City down there in Charlotte, North Carolina. She's obviously a writer for the Pro Football Writers of America. You can hear her on Fox Sports Radio 1340. We're on your side. Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the program, Sheena Quinn. Yeah. Sheena, how we doing down there in Carolina? 150, 160 degrees in Carolina? Or what are the temperatures? It's a million degrees out here. I'm actually at practice. I stepped out to talk to you guys. But uh, I want to say it's about 95-ish. Are they, like that. are they practicing inside or outside? for the? No. No. This is actually the bubble that I'm standing outside of, but they are practicing outside on the other side of this bubble. Okay, let's talk about it. Seems like Bryce Young is very comfortable. I mean, he's in that shotgun. He takes one cool step back and knows exactly where he's going. Took a massive shot in the game. Got back up, kind of handled it. Was dealing. All signs nationally are that he's doing incredible. Is that what it's like there? And what are the thoughts post-first preseason game about Bryce Young, Sheena? 
Now, listen, there wasn't much he could do Saturday. The offensive line was getting beat worse than the keep pounding drum. But I think everyone uh-huh. was able to take solace in the fact that he was very, very comfortable. He took care of the ball, did not turn the ball over. Um, like he said, he took that massive hit. Coach Frank Reich said that he asked him about it. He waited till the second half to ask him about it. He told him he felt fine. So um, the consensus here is that Bryce Young is the real deal. He is as advertised. Uh, no ur- no sense of urgency just yet. I know they didn't put any p- points up. He only played three series. Everyone's still feeling pretty good about that move. Okay, shout out to whatever uh, either uh, street bike mm-hmm. or roadster. Yeah. I have no idea what that was that just drove by. Yeah. I have no idea what I, that was. I assume somebody was ready to do some shit, though, whoever <laughs> was inside of that. Speaking of Frank Reich, uh, Tony has a question for you. Yeah, she, I was wondering, like, because I haven't heard much uh, how the locker room and how everything's going with Frank Reich down there in his first year because it didn't obviously didn't end well with Colts. It never does when you when you get fired halfway through the season. But right, how's right. the locker room taking to Frank Reich and how how's he kind of handling the players? Um, I think from the time that he was named head coach, everybody's been all in, and that's you know you guys know that's part of the battle being able to get all of these players who aren't really familiar with you to buy in to your philosophy, but a huge help to him is the staff that they assembled around him. Um, like I said, no one's ready to sound the alarm just yet since they didn't put any points up on the other day. Everybody's in good spirits and everybody believes in what he has in place. Uh, Adam Thielen, obviously the old man over there, but uh, running into 20 plus mile an hour. How's he fitting in? He's making plays. Here we go. Yep. Carolina Panthers have a resurgence at wide receiver with all the boys. Adam Thielen is doing exactly what he was brought here to do. He's leading by example in the locker room and on the field. Everybody loves him. You can catch him at any point in practice, joking around with the other receivers, but still holding them accountable as well. Someone doesn't have quite a good play, quite as much of a good play as they would have wanted. They go over there. Adam is coaching them up. So he, I think he was like the perfect vet presence in that wide receiver locker room, which is a little bit crowded right now. Of course, it's going to thin out over the next couple of weeks. Seems but like, everybody loves them. Seems like there's a lot of perfect pieces being put into place down there. Yeah. And Bryce looked to be the part. What if the Panthers go on a damn run? Oh, go yeah. ahead, Connor. Yeah, Sheen, another great part of that wide receiver room is the coach, uh, Sean Jefferson. He was kind of laying his body <laughs> on the line. I think it was last week, maybe two weeks ago. Is that all the time? Is that the entire staff or is that just that lunatic? <laughs> well, it's just that lunatic in terms of like physically, but Deuce, you guys know how Deuce Staley is. He's he's bringing the bringing the heat. Him and Von Bell have this hilarious rivalry going on. They're always jawing off at each other. They start in warm. Actually, they don't even start in warm. They start in stretches. You can see Von and Deuce kind of going back and forth. But um, but yeah, Coach Jefferson is definitely one of one. No one else is suiting up and padding up. But him, but Deuce Staley is bringing that juice also. I've never seen This is just 54 years old. That guy's 54 <laughs> right there. That guy's 54 <laughs> years old in those pads. He's he's speeding up. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's, I don't, I've never seen it before he's either. He's not shying away. He's oh. not shying away from contact at all. Okay, and what is Frank doing? Frank, Coach Reich is just like, I better sh- <laughs> fucking lean it. <laughs> Keep going. Couple good pops today. You know, no guardian. Couple mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is Coach Reich coaching him up at all? Or is he kind of just hands off with the coach that's in full pads? deal gimmick he's definitely hands off with the coaching full pass he's letting him do his thing Hell he's yeah, backing coach. up he wants he wants no parts of that <laughs> does he talk shit to deuce does frank reich and deuce get into whatever a little or, or or is there is there any taming of deuce like how is the frank culture 
there's no, you can't contain Deuce Staley. I love that. It was hard for people to contain him on the field as a player. You cannot contain him as a coach. Um, and I, like I said, the, the staff that they assembled him, they pretty much put together the freaking Avengers. So everyone is very respectful of everyone else's role. Um, Thomas Brown actually got the call plays in the second half of that game on Saturday. And it's something that Coach Wright said that he'll continue to do as the pre- preseason goes on. But I don't expect it to continue into the season. So Deuce getting hired. Now, allegedly at the end of the run here for Frank and Indianapolis, there was a little bit of like people weren't really abiding by like rules. Him bringing yeah. in Deuce, mm-hmm. who's like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pretty big accountability. Like, feels like they learned from some stuff that happened in Indianapolis, trying to write it down there in Carolina. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting excited about that. Very, everybody's very excited. Too. Everybody excited? Oh, everybody's excited. Then the strength of schedule, you know, falls into their hands also. The division is up for grabs. And honestly, the Panthers' hands are itchy. The Carolinas need something to believe in. And I feel like this is the year to take command of the division. And I think that they can do that. Take command. The commanders are not going to be happy about you doing that. Ty has a question for you. One last one here, Sheena. Yeah, Sheena. All off season, everything was kind of about the offense with Bryce Young and all the different pieces they brought in. But then they obviously have Brian Burns, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, and some other really good guys. And then a new D.C. Um, are people still expecting, like, the, the defense is going to carry this team this year, no? I don't think they're counting on the defense to carry them all the way, especially because just the way that they, you know, I guess, ramped up the personnel on the defensive side of the ball. They did so on the offensive side of the ball as well. But they do need to hurry up and sign Brian Burns. He's waiting on a contract extension, but he did not hold out of camp. He said that he fully believes that there's something special being built here, and he wants to be a part of it. I don't think that they'll have to rely on the defense to carry them, but I don't think the defense will be the Achilles heel. That would be great. What did he say? What did he say? What did Brian Burns say? He said that he he They are building something special. And he doesn't want to hold out. He just assumes they're going to pay him. Yeah. He says he, and they will. They will. They're probably waiting for Nick Bosa to sign um, his, his deal and see if that, that market kind of resets itself. But um, I, I definitely think that they're going to pull, they're going to back the Brinks truck up for him. They were offered two firsts for him last season and declined, knowing that they wanted to go get a quarterback. So that tells you everything you need to know about how much value the Panthers are placing on Brian Burns. That was uh, one-on-ones against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. offensive lineman in a tough spot, but not a lot of motherfuckers <laughs> on earth can do what that dude just <laughs> no. no. uh, We appreciate the hell out of you, ladies and gentlemen. Sheena Quick, thank you. Hey, yeah, I was just thinking of Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, yeah. what a proper yeah. it's mindset. Like, it's like the exact opposite of what he said. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to bury John because I hope he gets paid. I got people coming after me. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're supposed to be a pro player guy. It's like I think I check the tape, please. Also, yeah. pro, please check the pro tape. Teammate, okay. But yeah, I'm a big like. Hey, let's. Uh, you know, you gotta do. I just think there's a way to do some stuff. The situations being yeah. reasonable is also part of it. You know, it's like like we've said, like he doesn't have the leverage right now. He already signed the contract. He didn't have his best year last year. He missed games. And then on top of it, he's asking for like seventeen million dollars a year when no one else is getting paid. For me, I just feel like it is bad business to do what he is doing. Mm-hmm. Like there's a I think there's a time and a way to do things. I've we've done a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think there is a way to do stuff that is like more conducive to a good thing happening at the end. And I just don't know the the outcome of this one. You know, now granted, we were worried about Lamar and the way his entire contract negotiation was going seemingly publicly. Every single time, though, said Lamar might negotiate the biggest contract of all time, though. We have no idea. Mm-hmm. And he went on and did that. 
and we are incredibly pumped for him. So we have certainly, just in the last few months, didn't understand how something would come to a finish line. This one with Jonathan, though, and the Colts, I'm not sure how it has a business finish line ahead. And it's just, it's fascinating because he has taken a stand thinking he has to be sure that there's some sort of yeah. Yeah. business. I would love to hear that. You know, I, I don't know what it is. And maybe that they'll wait until it happens, or maybe they think it's still going to happen. But in our eyes, from what we know, there's no chance this thing's ending anytime soon or smoothly, seemingly. And that's scary. Don't love that as the Colts with a brand-new head coach and brand-new quarterback. Well, and you made a point like a couple weeks ago when this kind of all first started that's kind of like slipped through the cracks. But, like, Ursay is not a cheapskate. Like, if you put on for the Colts, like, typically those guys get rewarded. It's not like he's just going to, you know, be like, ah, fuck this guy. He's a running back. We don't need him. Like, he's one of their best players. Ursay understands that. And now you got to wonder, because he didn't go about it the right way, like, does that change how things are going to play out? Listen, the way you do business with people is how you do business with people. Mm -hmm. Like, the NFL, there's a way to do business. In this particular case, the business is through the owner. Everybody knows that you're doing business with the owner. So if you want it done, you're going to have to do business with the owner. Yes. And how he does business is normally like in a manner that he would have, I think, liked to be the guy who said, all these other owners don't know football. Yeah. Not paying running backs. Mm -hmm. Not doing this. They don't understand that football is one. And then he would tell a story about whenever he was 12 years old Mm -hmm. and some offensive lineman told him after they went out and he was driving them home somehow for the Baltimore Colts (laughs) about how the offensive line and defensive line in the run game are how you win football games. And he would do a whole speech and a promo about it doesn't matter if it's 1967, brother, or 2023. Football is a game that you got to be able to run it. So all these other people not paying running backs, I don't think they know football. Like he would have probably made it a full fucking ordeal. Mm -hmm. A whole pitch potentially. But now it's like they've gone too public, too negative, too yeah. quick, too loud. Yeah. And it's like, will he turn back? Maybe. We'll see. Because he could, if he wants a really baby face here, still do all of that. Yeah, right. Absolutely. While saying there was a little bit of a misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. But we still believe. And then he's uh, – I don't know when it happens, though, and it seems to be a problem. Let's move along, shall we? Um, the Arizona Cardinals social media team. Needs to be applauded yeah. mm-hmm. for the way they went about doing their business. Yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. A video was posted by the Arizona Cardinals on X. Mm-hmm. Said video was very well done. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Incredibly well done. V- very, <laughs> yeah. very well done. Nail on yes. the head. Had to be thought out in advance and finished in advance, which makes it even better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The video that they posted, no, we're not going to put it up. No, let's not run the video. I actually haven't seen it yet. No, do not run the video. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we'll get like 10 strikes, I think. Got it. Yeah, Literally prob- probably. Ten, 10 different strikes. Especially if Foxy you- was back there like, hey, you want me to fucking run this thing? <laughs> the first part. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if now's the time. But I do like the fact that they put it out. Yeah. They predicted what was going to happen. They made content for when it happened. Then they put it out. Smashing success. Mm-hmm. Mocking Russell Wilson doing calisthenics on the airplane. Yeah. Call back to last year going to England when all hell was breaking loose. Great internet. Yes. They deleted the tweet. Oh, what? No. Well, I, yeah. I think we know why, though. It I wasn't so, because too. of the later part. It was because of that 
first part of that motherfucker back there is not real because a lot of stuff is the lizard on. people made them delete With, it whoa well i not that was not me just for the record that was tony what are you talking about well there was of course the follow-up finally to that video of the lady getting off the plane yeah what's that have to do with the arizona Cardinals? that was the beginning Oh yes, yes. Yeah, that I was understand. the beginning of the. But video. you're saying they got they felt bad? Do you think? Oh no, I think uh, they kind of got bashed by people, and so they said, "Okay, it is the preseason." But I think what really happened is a lot of people can't find that video right now of the original. That motherfucker back there is uh, not real. Yeah. It got deleted. People can't find it anywhere now. And then there's a video yes. of some lady. I did lady. not know. I did not know that that was why they took it down. I thought they took it down because like the Cardinals were like. Hey, what do we do? Why are we? No, yeah, it feels, see, feels like the lizard people made her apologize for God knows what. I have no idea. And then made the Cardinals delete that video. I will say her apology. This is getting quite off topic, although sure. it is a part of the video, which why it was such good <laughs> yeah. internet right, by exactly. the Arizona Cardinals. But like the lady who saw a lizard person in the back of the plane yep. and said, that motherfucker yep. is not, not real. If you want to die with him, die. <laughs> and she goes out, took over there. She made an apology video. She did and a lot of people in this office were like, we don't understand what you're apologizing for. Yeah. She's apologizing because I guess it's probably ruined her life. She's like, let everybody know that this isn't the best part of her day. <laughs> I would assume yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's not me every day. Right. Okay, this is not. Well, she doesn't see a lizard person every day. She acted fucking rationally in my mind. Yeah, I don't know how or what changes anybody's mind who thinks that she saw a lizard person. Right. You can't. I, I stand with her. Well, yeah, because whenever she comes out and apologizes, well, that's not actually her. How do you know? Well, lizard people were able to make her in trance. You don't think they just made another one of her and then just had that person? That's immediately what people say. Exactly. And wipe the video off the internet, too. And then, boom, it's just a nonstop. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Yeah. This is the way it's going to be. So I suppose that is possible. I just assumed it was because the Cardinals are like, hey, we're going to have to have our head on a swivel because we're going to fucking suck this year. So if we start doing this stuff already, guess what? We're going to be getting blasted for the next 20 weeks of the season. It's going to be coming back in a big way. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of, I think before halftime, the head coach over there, Gannon, Gannon. 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 Shots. Great on the internet. Once again, great yeah. internet by the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. Yeah. We appreciate the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals safety. Uh, yeah, that one got the... <laughs> this Arizona Cardinals social media team's trying their fucking best. Yeah, they are. You know what I mean? They're trying to be great. They won't let them... He called a timeout while the other team was in the middle of like a NASCAR hurry-up field goal at the end of the half for a 55-yarder. He called a timeout, I do believe, uh, because maybe they didn't have enough guys on the field or they weren't set. Sure. But it was a 55-yard field goal where the other team was nowhere near getting set. Like, it was going to be a bit of a clusterfuck. And hitting a 55-yard field goal, not easy to begin with. So him calling a timeout when the other team didn't have a timeout, when normally the other team would be calling a timeout, seemed to be a decision that made me go, now, is he doing that just because he wants to get a look at the field goal block? Yeah. Like, yeah. does he want to... Get you know, a guy back there to return it, maybe. Try yeah. to steal a couple points before the half. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if NFL guys are coming up short for 55, but if they are, maybe. potentially. But yep. maybe he, they wanted to get like their block. Like, hey, we don't know how many opportunities we're going to get to see this guy if he can block a kick. Mm -hmm. Maybe. But when he got that timeout, everybody was watching. It was like, oh, buddy, not good. That's, mm -hmm. not, that's not the right uh, clock management play at yep. all there. So it makes you a little bit worried. And then that photo comes out of Kyler Murray. I think what we take from that photo of him wearing the catapult sports bra. Yep. Yeah. You ever seen a motherfucker more comfortable than him? No. no. He walked right out in the middle of public with that. Mm -hmm. Didn't care. Did not care at all. Was like, so what? Yeah. So what? Is what they are. You see what I am? Jocked. Yeah. Absolutely jocked. Say right. something. Yes. 
Dude, go ahead, post it. I don't look how many people. You know, motherfuckers are going to be there. There's refs at that. Point. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people. He walked right out on the field looking like that. You know, he's confident. This guy feels good. Mm. Looks good. Yes. I wish Catapult would give them another option other than just the sports bra. Need it. Because for a couple years now, we've only been seeing dudes in sports bra training all over the place. Massive respect for that being the design. And Mm -hmm. I assume there's a reason that that has been the one that everybody wears. Guys probably don't want shit added onto their stomach or their torsos, maybe. And it has to be tight because it has to be attached to your spine. So we get a good read on how many melees you have run today and how fast you've gone. But it is tough that everybody's just in sports bras. But this motherfucker's more confident in sports bra than most people. Yeah. And I, that, that tells me that he feels like he's in a great spot, both mentally and physically. Hey, go on, do it, Kyle. Yeah. Good, Good luck. Go, go on, it. do it, Kyle. I mean, it makes sense why they cut D-Hop now. I mean, they got that guy. Are you kidding me? He's the most confident player in the entire NFL. He's of gonna all throw, time. He's going to throw over 6,000 yards this year if he plays. Gannon wants the other team to have a good he opportunity. Like yeah. Six weeks. Exactly. Throw 6, a thousand yards, yards yeah. a week. They got cold over there, too. They, they do. do. Let's not ever forget Welcome that. Welcome, buddy. Right? What's Cliff? Cliff's getting paid for another four years working at USC right now? Offensive assistant. I yes. Think. Yep. Yeah. He's he over is. there with Caleb Williams. Yep. Yeah. He was in the Johnny Manziel doc. Cliff was? Yep. Yeah, great cameo. A oh, lot. Yeah. How cool did he look? Super cool? Very yeah, cool. He looked very so sweet. Cool. He was the OC at A&M. Yes. And he just talked about one time when Manziel came in just reeking of booze. And he basically just said, hey, you better put on a show. And Manziel did. So then Cliff just said, hey, I just let him do what he did. All right. Yeah, I proved it. Yeah. I mean, it's not my fault. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we weren't able to connect with Mark Caboli. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm a little bit bummed about it. There's been a lot of things happening uh. behind the scenes back here. I think the weather is maybe a little bit bananas or, or either here or somewhere else. Uh. And weren't able to get Caboli on the line, which I'm not happy about. No. no. We're supposed to feel the beat. Feel the beat is three beat writers. Today, I believe it's only going to be two. Joining us now, let's get back into it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to feel the beat. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's take a trip out to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hell yeah. He's a man who's a beat writer for The Athletic. He also has his own show on 97.3, The Game. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Schneidman. Yeah. Schneid, how you doing? Sweet tat. I didn't know. Do you have a full sleeve? I have a full sleeve, yes. Oh, you look sweet, dude. Dog. What what do we think Kaboli's doing right now? Why do we think he can't be on the show? I honestly, when Zito was pooping. So I potentially, that's what Zito actually said in my ear the first time whenever we found out he was not coming on uh, at the right time. And then three minutes later, we're extending conversation about God knows what still. (laughs) And Zito's giving me an update in my ear. Uh, Kaboli's still pooping. And I'm like, what is Kaboli doing? I wonder. Probably tore his third ACL. I mean, maybe it was his Achilles. Uh, yeah. He blew up both of his Achilles, but maybe he did tear an ACL. You know Caboli? I do. I'm good friends with him. We're colleagues. Um, he's a great guy. Hilarious. It, what he is on your show is exactly how he is in real life. Where do you think he is? What do you think happened? How do you think he missed? Well, without insulting him in any way, he's either, you know, at Rudy's probably trying to just stock up for his next, you know, eating. Hybrid- yeah. <laughs> or-, or he's taking. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So we were spot on. We don't, I don't think we know him as well as you do. And that was kind of what our thoughts. Hey, Kaboli, whether it's going down or coming out, we That's hope right. it was great. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hope it was great. We miss you. We'll get you next time. Uh, let's dive in. Jordan Love. Now, 
Ty has been a massive proponent of the Packers are going to win the NFC North. It's still the Packers division. Jordan Love's going to do his thing. And it seemed like there were some Packers fans that were calling Ty a little bit of an idiot. And then there was other people attacking him saying they're going to be middle of the road this year. It's a transition year and everything like that. I'm watching Jordan Love play football in that preseason game. I'm watching the videos of Jordan Love. I'm hearing what his teammates are saying about him. I'm thinking Jordan Love's a guy. Am I, are we, we're thinking Jordan Love's a guy, right? That's the exact word I was going to use. I think he can be a guy. You know, this division stinks, so it doesn't really take much to win it. Uh, he's showed some really good signs of progress in camp. And listen, he still hasn't really come out of his shell entirely. Totally understandable because he's replacing Aaron. He doesn't want to, you know, overstep his boundaries. But we got to remember, Aaron did not play well his first year starting. Through 13 interceptions, that was the most he ever threw in a season in his career. The Packers went 6-10. and 10. So Jordan Love is in a very unenviable position right now following Favre and Aaron, but he's looked good in camp. Uh, Matt LaFleur has strongly pushed back against, oh, we're finally going to get to see what LaFleur's offense looks like. And then Mark Murphy, who never hides how he actually feels in front of a microphone, gets up the first day of training camp and says, we're actually going to see kind of what Matt's offense looks like with Aaron gone. So I'm interested to see what that is. I've liked what I've seen from Jordan Love so far, and I think he can be a guy. Will he be? We'll see. All his teammates are saying he's acting like one behind the scenes, and that's a. I think that's the biggest compliment you can get from anybody. Ty, obviously, for you, Matt. Yeah, Schneider's because of Jordan Love. We really haven't heard that much about like some of the rookies in camp thus far, outside of Luke Musgrave. I know the ML footballs and JPA footballs of the world have have said that he's the fastest guy on the field, faster than Christian Watson. But guys like Lucas Van Ness and obviously Musgrave, Tucker Craft, like are those guys going to make a big impact? Are they going to be playing a lot? of snaps week one for the Packers Luke Musgrave is he's undoubtedly going to be their number one tight end he's got to clean up some drops but he's extremely fast he's what 6'6 240 can get open downfield they haven't had a tight end like him since you know prime Jermichael Finley they've thrown a couple deep balls to Luke Musgrave in practice and with all due respect to Big Dog and, and Robert Tunyon, they haven't really done that with tight ends here in recent years. You know, even Jimmy Graham before that, because Jimmy was kind of on the latter stage of latter stages of his career. Jaden Reed's another guy that's going to see time right away. Um, slot receiver, second rounder out of Michigan State. I was talking to AJ Dillon in the locker room last week, and AJ Dillon said, "I've seen all the tape of Prime Randall Cobb. This kid, you know, he hasn't done anything yet, but he reminds me of Prime Randall Cobb when he was tearing up the NFC North." So. They have two rookies, and I will add, I was just talking to Dylan in the locker room a couple minutes ago. I said, I'm going on McAfee in a couple minutes. you have anything you want me to pass along? He said, tell Connor to stop running from me. I'm not chasing him anymore. <laughs> the best time for him to come get me is after I've done a month of camp. Sounds like he's done playing hard to get, or he is playing hard to get now. I mean, that was that, that was perfect, Charles, because I was just going to ask, you know, I haven't brought anything up because A.J. Dillon's in a contract year. Who am I to hurt <laughs> the running back? Why market? would you want to do what you did to him? Uh, why would I want to do in, in In this economy, in this running back market? No yeah. way. Why would I ever do that? Can you imagine you blow him up? That oh, I'm the bad you're guy. You're a good who, guy. Oh, I'm the bad God. guy who took the franchise tag down from 10 to 9. You you're know? a hero. Why the hell yeah. would I do that? You don't want that on your conscience? No, never. Not 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 for just for A.J. Dillon, for Packers Nation, baby. Why? Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jonathan Taylor. Everybody. Everybody, but... Now on the flip side. Yes. What he did to that mascot on the probably flip, doing to your face. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, you know, last year I bulked up to 280. Uh, <laughs> I was I was fully prepared 
to to do it, it you know, it just never panned out. And so now it feels like maybe I wait till you know after AJ Dillon's career, and, and, and we we take it then. Oh, you're playing a long game. I'm playing okay. long game because hey, I, I'm not running, but it is in my mind, and I am not addressing it in my mind. Connor's going to get on some science here. Exactly. I'm going to see yeah. what you know what some people are taking. I'm going to go back and say you know Hulk Hogan did this to get his arms <laughs> as big as they did. I'm going to go back into the lab and really prepare for it over these next 10, 15, 20, we'll 25. We'll sell an arena for it too. We'll make it a big deal. Exactly, yeah. yeah. There'll be other Oklahoma big. drills beforehand, like big. undercard. Oh, yeah. Like an undercard oh, yeah. of AJ Oklahoma Hawk, drills. Bobby Carpenter, you know. Together. Together, yeah. Versus somebody. AQ and Pac-Man. Bingo. Boom. Now we're talking. He, yes. So He was very it. eager to get his message across because I went up to him, said that, then I walked away and he said, no, 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 I got one more thing. And then he said, I'm done chasing after him, telling him that. So he, he seems like he's a little upset with you, Kyle. I'm kind of sick of this whole thing being delayed, yeah. too. Me, yeah. too. I'm on AJ's side. You've been running like a scaredy cat. Uh, I'm, so I'm on AJ's Big side, too. I'm on AJ's side. Sorry, I stand with running backs. Sue me. You know, I, I want them to do as well as they can. Could you imagine you get a tackle on film against that guy? Boom. Oh. Already done again. All of a, yeah, all of a sudden. He already has one. All of a sudden, Vet Min is what the franchise tags at. For those that don't know, this started two years ago whenever it surfaced uh, on the internet that Connor Campbell, mm-hmm. in his fifth year of high school, yep. as yeah. a 19-year-old. Yes. Wow. Well, still 18. Selling six out of the parking lot. That was my fifth year. Definitely yep. smoking him there. I don't know yeah, if yeah. he was as much of a businessman. but selling. He's fifth tackled a freshman right mm-hmm. an actual freshman 13 yeah 13, and aj 14. dillon on the sideline mm-hmm. and then acted as if that was the reason to evaluate aj dillon differently <laughs> aj dillon says a message shedding hit so so that's that's from his point of view i don't know i don't know what you want me to say you think you changed the trajectory of his entire life uh, how did i get tackled by that 19 year old slob <laughs> yeah maybe 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 you said holy shit i gotta prepare for these guys at the next fucking level because that's what i think <laughs> oh you <laughs> you baptize them into the nfl bingo yeah i kind of got it i got him you know that taste of oh this is what it's like to be hit all right let's get back to football let's talk, let's talk about <laughs> yeah. the running backs there with me yeah actually with the running backs i think aaron jones is one of if not the only guy to actually renegotiate restructure his contract so it was more team friendly what's the vibe been out of there and how is aj dillon looking with kind of this being a huge year as far as the future of his career is going yeah he was very upfront with us to start camp he said last year he did not run the ball how he wanted and now he's a dad he kind of has a new perspective on everything he's in a contract year he's made it clear he wants to be in green bay for his whole career he has a wife here he lives here um it'll be interesting to see if he can kind of have a bounce back year and, and yeah you said it aaron jones took a five million dollar pay cut Nobody really carries, and Ty knows this, you guys know this, nobody really carries the brand of this team better than him. And I think it just speaks to why they don't need Jordan Love to be Superman this year. Everyone says, well, Jordan Love's not capable of doing what Aaron did. Yeah, no shit. But he doesn't have to. Like, if Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins are healthy, they have a top three offensive line, probably behind the Eagles and Browns. They have arguably the best running back tandem in the league. They have a defense with a bunch of individual talent. We'll see if they can finally put it together with eight first-round picks. Like, they have a team, and Keyshawn Nixon, mind you, they have a team in all three phases that lends itself to, you know, quarterback doesn't have to win games single-handedly like Aaron kind of had to over the years. And that's why I think, I I think the Packers do win the division. I've been on record saying they go 10-7. and People call me crazy, but I think they have the team to do it. Hell yeah. Ty saying the same damn thing. You two get along, right? You two talk a little bit? Oh yeah. Schneid's a good guy. Good people. I will say, I remember I was in Newport, Rhode Island a couple of years ago, Uh-oh. and it was the night before Ty's wedding, and we were at a bar in Newport, and you weren't there because you were doing WWE, but I saw 
everyone that's in the studio right now at the bar, and Ty and I talked for a while there. Damn. It's crazy. That next night, we got pretty boozed up, too. I wish yeah. oh, I yeah. wish I would have been able to booze with you, pal. What? WWE days were good times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were. That was a lot of traveling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, I don't know how they do it. Michael Cole just signed. Did you see this? No. Mm-mm. Michael Cole's doing Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Oh, actually. yeah. God bless him. Legend. That's awesome. Yeah. He's so old. 25th year, yeah. So, yeah. Doing this. He's missed two shows in 25 years. Yeah. Shami, could you imagine having that work? I mean, maybe you do. I don't That's fucking crazy. know. Yeah. Oh, that, no, I, I definitely don't. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to. I'm skipping out on locker room right now. Everyone's down in the locker room, but I have priorities. I have to come on the show first. Hey, absolutely. Well, since you're doing that, we appreciate it. Let's at least uh, give the people something out of Green Bay. Tone has a question for you. Snodge, you kind of led me into it when you talked about the defense as individuals, eight first rounders. Um, like, is this what it, what has been holding them back in the past? And is this year, because you talked about the O line, the running backs, the defense, if they are who they can be, what has been holding them back and how have they been kind of in camp? How does the defense feel? They look good. I mean, what's been holding them back is probably a combination of coordinator and team. Ty knows there were so many times last year when, you know, Jair Alexander, who's an all-pro corner, is playing 10, 15 yards off the line of scrimmage. And and this camp has been a lot more about being more aggressive, you know, getting in guys' faces with Rasul and Jair. And the biggest difference is Rashawn Gary. You know, one of my most telling stats from last season, through the first eight games of the season, Rashawn Gary ranks second in the NFL in pressure percentage, so percentage of pass rush snaps resulting in a pressure behind Nick Bosa, who won Defensive Player of the Year. Packers were second as a team in pressure percentage first nine weeks. Gary tears his ACL week nine in Detroit. Then they rank 28th the rest of the season. He is in contention for Defensive Player of the Year. He was just activated a couple days ago, not fully cleared yet, but he should be ready to go by week one in Chicago. If Rashawn Gary is healthy and this pass rush is clicking, and they have Douglas and Alexander on the back end. I see no reason why they can't be a top 10 defense, and that would be huge to kind of take some weight off of Jordan Love's shoulders. Jair Alexander is seemingly in everybody's top five corners mm-hmm. in the yeah. NFL right now, everybody that has an opinion. So who knows? The Packers, why not? Yep. Why not? And you asked about the running backs. Are they going to run the ball more this year, we'd assume, right? We'd assume that would be the case? They have to. I mean, it's their strength, especially with such a young, inexperienced passing game. Um Aaron, and rightfully so, this is not a knock on him. He liked to, uh, listen, I don't know how many plays at the line of scrimmage he changed, but a team with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback is naturally going to throw the ball, and there's nothing wrong with that. Now they can kind of lean into what their strength is, and that's the running game behind that O-line, as they should. I think that's what the Packers should do this year. A lot of positive vibes coming out of this conversation with Boots on the ground in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh, We saw a tweet from our friend Kaboli. We don't know if it's a figure of speech or if it's an actuality, but he might have shit his actual bed. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he he missed the feel the beat. So, tease and peace to that bed and to Kaboli. Imagine all that poop. Obviously. In the washer. It's crazy, man. Kaboli. I wonder What's that, pal? I wonder how Rudy's comes out on the other end. I just found out, I think, uh, because I was back in Plum this weekend, so I obviously stopped at Rudy's immediately upon landing, beeline directly to Rudy's subs, had a nice half Italian hot lettuce, onion, mayo, some fries with cheese, broke my keto there, and then went to the Phil Maines Family Classic, and I uh, proceeded to 
We'd try to drink everything they had. That's right. It was a good time. It was a great time. But it all came out the next day. You know, we're old now. Mm -hmm. 36 years old. It's an experience. I couldn't even imagine what Caboli feels like shitting out Rudy's <laughs> into his bed oh, on a Monday morning. Yeah. Into his bed. Into Wait, his bed. Waking up like Kendall in succession. What did Capoli say the other day? Uh, Omar Khan just came up to me and asked if I had any subs in my pocket. Is this the <laughs> reputation I've built? <laughs> yeah. okay. It's like... Uh, well, feels like it's a good one. Yeah. Uh -huh. Last question here from you, uh, from Ty, for you, Schneids. Thank you for the time. Yeah, Schneids. Uh, obviously, everything you know, everyone's feeling great about everything going on with the Packers right now. But uh, in terms of the kicking game, Anders Carlson, they said he's been very inconsistent in camp, and then against the Bengals, he missed two PATs. Is there any chance that we maybe see Mason Crosby midway through the season this year back with the Packers? Or are they going full steam ahead with the uh, rookie? Yeah, I wrote some numbers down since I figured I'd be asked about that. Um, they're yeah. going full in the head with him. He is 39 of 55 on field goals in camp, which is 70.3%. That's not good. Um, he's missed two out of his last six PATs, those two in the game, and his first kick of practice today. Rich, if you remember, Daniel Carlson, who was a first-team All-Pro kicker last year, missed a couple field goals with the Vikings at Lambeau Field in 2018 in a tie game. He lost his job the next day. He went to Vegas with Rich Bisaccia, who turned him into an all-pro kicker. Now Rich drafts his younger brother here to Green Bay, Anders, out of Auburn. And listen, Brian Gutekunst stood at a podium last week and said, we know there's going to be struggles with a rookie kicker. We knew we were going to have some patience. They only have one kicker in camp. Bisaccia loves having two, maybe three. He's the only guy. Mason Crosby, with his five kids, doesn't even live in Green Bay anymore. He moved to Nashville, doesn't have property here anymore. He's on a lake. He's not, he's not getting a call, just like Mercedes Lewis didn't, just like none of those other vets did. They're going to ride it out with this kid because the good is he has an absolute cannon. Yeah. If he can hone in on his accuracy, he's going to be really good. But a lot of nervy moments so far, which can't make people feel easy here in Green Bay. We actually have a graphic about the rookie kickers in preseason thus far. Nobody has really done that well that is kind of starting their NFL careers. Brandon Aubrey down there for the Dallas Cowboys, he's actually 28 years old. He was a professional soccer yep. player. Uh, he played for Toronto FC's uh, B team, I do believe, and then he played wow. for a Bethlehem team. Now he is playing football for the first time after two times winning the USFL champion. So he's a rookie, but he's very young in his kicking game. He's one for one, two for three on extra points. Carlson, obviously, with what you just talked about. And Jake Moody got drafted very high to replace Robbie Gold. Obviously, one over two with a little slice to start his career. It's obvious. I don't know why it happens, to be honest with you. I wasn't a rookie kicker, so I couldn't experience it. I had a really strong leg. Didn't know where it was going a lot of times, though, like a lot of people are saying about a lot of these guys. You just got to hope that they're able to find it, kind of get comfortable with it, get their early jitters out. There's money on the line. There's new teammates. There's new fans. There's new places. There's a lot of things that can creep in there. And all you need is like a couple negative thoughts, and then one thing leads to another. Like Brett Meyer, who went up to the Broncos yep. to replace Brandon McManus. Last year, we saw him forget how to kick, yeah. mm -hmm. and then he found it again, you know, and then he's back. So what a head game. I think he'll be okay. In Basaccia, doing what he did with his brother, I hope that rings true for the younger brother as well because you you guys don't want to be a team. Hey, I hate it for the kicker. When a team is there and then just a couple misses, yeah. and it's like not good for the brand. No. Not, not good for the brand. You know what I mean? So I hope he's good for you guys. You're saying you're worried, though, it seems like. 
Listen, I don't want to overreact. It's been two and a half weeks of camp, but that's what we do here is we overreact. It's overreact. I mean, is it overreaction Monday? I guess. Well, uh, we're trying not to oversell the overreactions because that September 11th, the first overreaction Monday with Jets bills on the horizon. Man, yeah. uh, yeah. And then the first, and that's going to be an actual overreaction. You know what I mean? Right. Of course. We are going to lose our shit. Yep, oh, never baby. before. ESPN's gonna that's that's gonna we're gonna be on ESPN. That the first overreaction Monday yeah. on ESPN is gonna be <laughs> yeah, fireworks. You gotta save some that. What's that? You gotta save some juice for that one. Save it. No, it's gonna be yeah. unloaded. It's gonna be dumping inside. Yeah. There's gonna no, be so I'm, many things dumped inside of me. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Just gonna be dumping all the overreactions uh-huh. inside of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god, guys got a 90 yard run first week. Whoa, this team's gonna win Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson won 10 of 11. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for Boom. 134 yards. Exactly. Yeah. Two <laughs> touchdowns. 300 rushing yards. Rush for 350. Yeah. Like, God damn, that's enough energy for anything. Yeah. I think Packers are going to be good. Shania, how many? 10 and 7, you said? I said 10 and 7. They don't play a team that made the playoffs last year until week eight. So they have a pretty easy schedule first half of the season. They start Bears, Falcons, Saints, Lions, Raiders. Wow. Wow. Derek Carr, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sean Payton. Oh. Well, I mean, they... Uh, a lot of change. Ar- Artie Smith has a mustache now. Ladies and gentlemen, Match Nine. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. We'll be joined by a man who is one of the current presidents of Ohio. That's right. Yep. Uh-huh. He was given a trophy, an award. You are now the face of Ohio alongside A.J. Hawk. This man was an absolute stallion as a quarterback at Ohio State, and obviously they put him at the edge of a desk mm-hmm. 28 years ago and said, hey, we need you to be the face of the biggest show in the second largest sport in the United States of America. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, the ever-handsome and smart Kirk Herbstreit. Hey, how we doing, boys? How we doing? Kirk, I want to let you know we uh, set up the college game day desk here just so we can feel like we're back at home. Now, there's only two desks, so this is coming from like a Friday when people are doing, you know, hits on Sports Center mm-hmm. or whatever. But just to get the feeling, we're just around the corner to game day season, Herbie. I can't wait. Hey! I can't wait. Woo! I can't wait. It's go time, boys. It's go time. It, you uh, talk to me about Friday now that you're making the transition over to ESPN. What's Friday going to be like for you, similar to last year? Yeah, similar to last year. We will be going to a couple different places, though, uh, throughout the season because I do believe we're still doing the simulcast where we'll be live on the field. Ooh. You know, for uh, – uh, yeah, yeah, so, like, last year we did, like, three where we sat here in the Thunderdome. Yep. I think there was an Alabama-Mississippi State game that was, like, 55-4 to four or something that like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think it was 55-4. We were right here while <laughs> – Kirk was down there calling the game live. We're in then in the playoffs, we went live in Atlanta, and then we went live in rainy Los Angeles, and that yeah. was much better. This year, I think we're doing all live. Let's go. So, live. great question by Kirk Herbstreit. We'd like to make an announcement. The first show that we will have live on a campus on a Friday, this show, and our first simulcast is going to be that Texas-Alabama oh, game. Oh, Week two oh, down there in Alabama. That's, wow. that's a big one. Holy that's a big shit. one. Now, obviously, we will be doing our show down there on Friday, setting up for the simulcast. We do not know if game day is going to be there. No. no. I might be living like Kirk Herbstreit. Yeah, it might you know, be time for you. We might be doing show, then fly, then back, Whoa. and then back, <laughs> and do the whole thing. Yeah, right. But we would like to make Friday, we will be live in Alabama before Texas Alabama's on Saturday, where we'll be covering the game live from on the field. Awesome. Let's Hell go. Yeah. Okay. Love that. 
Talk about that. Now we know we we know that not only are you going to be covering it, that is an I think an ESPN primetime game. I think well, definitely. So yeah, is it ESPN yeah. and you guys are doing it? I don't know if ABC. I don't know who's doing it, but it's definitely one of the networks is doing the game as well. So I would think game day. I haven't heard anything, but I would think. It's a fairly big game. I would think game days probably would end up there. So Curry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Curry. Curry. Are you breaking news right now? We put this on a scene, no, no, kicker. No, no, no. You're doing no. it for 28 years. Probably. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not breaking anything. I'm just saying, looking at the schedule, <laughs> I would think there's a decent chance we'd be there. Wow. There's some good games that week, but oh, it would make everybody's life easier too, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd say it would. a lot of people would make a lot of <laughs> yeah. people's lives easier if that was the dude. Yeah. You've been, huh? You've been in the sun and lifting, and Buddy. I mean. Buddy, <laughs> wow. buddy, a lot of shirt off in the driveway, a lot of shirt off in the patio with the baby. You know, baby goes down to take a nap. Wife and I go outside, try to see the world a little bit, pop the tops off, go ahead and get some sun, get cooked. Mm -hmm. We're having a good time. Summer's been good to us over here. Kirk, how about you? You I mean, look good. You look I, is, is the whole crew is the whole crew on whatever you're on? Is it everybody getting <laughs> what good vibes? Being a dad? I mean, is that what you're dude, talking about? TBD. What do you did you? You've been. I know your legs are huge. We can't see them, but I know your legs are monsters. Listen, I'm not always a puppet, but you're right. I mean, <laughs> they're they are gigantic right now. You know what I mean? I mean <laughs> they are absolutely gigantic. I mean, that's just. The oh, way here, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Jumping up. I have found. Uh, I have found a jean company that has a new design as well. Ooh, Whoa. I see that. I see that. This is good news because a lot of people. Who's go, your jean? Who's your jean company? Are you allowed to say that? Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> Carthy. Say anything you want. Yeah, thank you. Jeez, please. <laughs> what was that? What was that all about? I kind of took a shot at yeah, everything. Yeah, say whatever. Yeah. Page. Say whatever. Page jeans. They made a new cut. They do. Wider. Yeah, they do good. Page, yeah, I love Page. It's a good one. Yeah, their last pair, though, a little tight on my ass. Mm -hmm. A little bit too. I was going to say the ass and thigh ratio, you need a little bit of room there. Yeah, it's tough. A lot of people go, oh, you think your jeans are tight enough? It's like, I'll put your I'll put your jeans on. Off. Right. <laughs> well, I am trying. I've been trying my best. Okay. I absolutely always am. been always been a big thigh, big ass guy. Yeah. Like ever since like elementary school. Yeah, buddy lived at the bottom of a hill mm -hmm. in a very hilly town. So everywhere was up. You know what I mean. So these thighs yeah. have been working for a long, long time. Nonetheless, let's move along. You're the same way. You're built like a brick shit house. No, 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 no. So my my que my question honestly was: Do you think that had a lot to do with you being able to kick the ball sixty yards, seventy yards? Yeah, I, I assume so. Yeah. yeah I think that you don't think it was the twitch in your hips? You think it was just a mass? I think both. I think both. I think you had to have both. I had to have some real explosivity. You know what I mean? Because you don't see a lot of kickers that have big asses and big thighs. It's a lot. To me, it's more like that, that long whip. So, like the punters, guy, it, so, for instance, punters, normally taller, long yeah. legs. I was the shortest punter in the league, I do believe, for yeah, the duration of how long I was in the NFL, which is why I blew my knees up probably because I had to rely on, you know, American muscle. Yeah, right, I was yeah. swinging Absolutely. as hard as I possibly could. Those taller yeah. guys have longer levers. Now, kickers normally a little shorter, squattier, a little bit more powerful. Okay. Uh, Explosion-wise is how they like do Tucker. it. How big how big's Tucker? Is he a little guy? Tucker's very thin. I don't know how he hits Super the ball thin. so fucking That's what far. I'm saying, dude. He does not look like he, he he does not look like he has legs like you. McPherson and I appreciate that. I keep saying that it makes me feel good at 36 because you know I used to have a much bigger fat ass, and then you got Quadzilla coming through with AJ Dillon and then Saquon Barkley doing yeah, his I, thing, I, and you start looking right. at your thighs and you're like, well, I I used to I ain't yeah. I ain't nothing here. But like Evan McPherson, also a little bit of a shorter fella, murders yeah. balls. And then there's this guy yeah. at Notre Dame. He's five foot seven punting or kicking for the Saints. Yeah. Blake Group. 
And he's the one that got questioned on his way into the stadium and his way out of the stadium. They said, excuse me, little fella, no way you're a football player. <laughs> yeah. And he said, oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to go hit the game winner out here. Mm-hmm. And then on the way out, they asked him the same damn question. So congrats to Notre Dame's bike in a big time win. Yeah, that's a good job. That is. That's a great job. Now, he's not going to win that one because Will Lutz is like one of the most accurate kickers of all time. But he has good film out there. He'll find a job, hopefully. 5'7", though, with how small he is, not normal. You know, because not your yeah. long season, going to have to have a lot of, yeah. you know, no ass, no gas is what CC Sabathia says. That's mm-hmm. right. But uh, yeah, I appreciate the compliments. I'm a bit squattier than a lot of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what yeah. I was trying not to be a fat ass this whole time. But yeah, Connor's yoked up. Ty's yoked up. Yeah. Tone Diggs is all jocked up. Sure. Look at this guy. Yeah, the whole, the whole squad. Does, does, does the whole squad hit the weight room before the show? Not the whole squad. I'll tell you what, there was a newcomer. In there. there was. There was for a little. Yeah, Nick Moralda made his way into the morning lift group this morning. So that was good. Jake Herbstreit, we lose him. Obviously, yeah, he's got to go back to school. You did a great job with him. Yeah, way to go, Herbie. Sweet boy. He's a sweet boy. Nice boy. He is a sweet boy. He's a good Thank boy, you. isn't he? He is a good yeah. boy. He's a <laughs> proper boy. Good I like boy. Hey, that boy is good. Uh-huh. He is. You done well, Kurt. That boy is good. Real nice boy. He is. You done I appreciate did. that. Yeah, but he's out of the morning lift group, you know, because he's gone. Yeah. Nick picked up the spot this morning. It was nice to see Nick, you know. Now, how long will that last? We'll see. Your boy was in there every yeah. morning. He's mm-hmm. a grinder of a boy. He was. He was good. He was, <laughs> yeah. He's getting properly jocked as well, you know. He is. Yeah, yeah, he is. I, I, uh, I, I'm excited about the NFL because you guys have so many different fans with the fellas here. You got, we got, what do we have covered besides the Colts? Patriots. Besides, right. pay, oh, of course, Patriots. Yeah. We got the Packers. Mm-hmm. We got the Lions. Yeah, yep. Steelers. Steelers. My bad. My bad, Tone. You're welcome. Steelers. Yep. Chicago Bears. Yep, Bears. Oh, Bears. I was- Bears, I think Steelers could be a sneaky, uh, sneaky team. Kind of a forgotten team. Yeah, kind of a forgotten team. Why do you think that? Just because uh, the AFC North is Joey Burrow? Well, I just think that there's they're just never used to being a team that going into the season. There's so much focus, obviously, on the Bengals and Burrow. There's so much, even Lamar, and for good reason with with what the Ravens' consistency has been. The Steelers have always been a team that's always been a playoff contender i don't know i just feel like because of where their offense has been as they've transitioned with a new oc new quarterback i just feel like people don't talk much about them and i just feel like that that organization has too much pride i i feel like pickett now has got a year under his belt they've gotten better around him naji i was hearing talk the other day about how banged up he was going into the season last year and he had he's had an entire off season to get right and he, now after, and again, a guy with another year under his belt, I think the defense is finally healthy. I don't know. I, I'm not saying they're going to win the North. I just think that they've got a, a team that could be a – it's fun to look for those teams that can surprise – and I, and I think the Steelers could be a, a team to look out for. Hell yeah, and with their performance against Tampa, they looked good. Offensively, they were scoring points. Last year, they weren't really doing anything. Kenny Pickett was letting oh. it fly. George Pickens, obviously, everybody knows that he has the pr- potential to be superstar. Yeah. It's like if yeah. they let him, yeah. he will be. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about, we talked to Omar Connie, so you bring in Allen Robinson. He's yep. been great for the team. Yep. And yeah. then you got Deontay Johnson he was still. Great on Friday. Offensive line feels yeah. like it. Tone is, Tone is picking up everything yeah. you're putting down they got, over there. They got tight ends. They got, I mean, yep. it, it looks like a team. If Pickett can deliver, I mean, we're, we're, we're all assuming that he can, but if, if he can be consistent, then they start to become one of those teams that 
becomes a tough out. And, you know, I think we're all kind of seeing the same thing there. And they got T.J. Watt. So I, that's the only thing that matters. But Tone is very pumped for everything you just said. Yeah, when T.J. plays, they win. And like the, everything out of the organization is that when that Kenny works too hard not to be successful. So I, I think mm-hmm. we're in a good spot there. That's cool. That's all cool. Right. The other team, the other team. Go ahead. I told you after the draft about the Detroit Lions. All you guys were a lot of the media oh, yeah. making fun of their draft. Not us. I, certainly not us. Not us. Not us. I know not you. Us. I know you guys love Dan Campbell, but there are a lot of people that were thinking that they reached on some of those picks. I don't know. It's, I, it's early in camp, but I, I think those those guys are looking pretty good. Here. Kirk, those first four picks they picked are all going to start this year. They already said Laporta's tight end one. Jack Campbell was trending on Twitter because he played so well. Gibbs looked yeah. great, and then Branch. Brian Branch is everywhere. I'm telling you, I didn't know how good he was. Branch can play anywhere. You can play him at nickel. You can play him at safety. He even played corner some because they had some injuries. A guy could do anything for you. So. If you can pick up four guys that right away step in and contribute and play and start, that's a pretty good draft, in my opinion. I, I, I uh, We all know that what they can do on offense. The, Detroit has a chance, and Gibbs is going to be one of those Christian McCaffrey uh, type of guys, Alvin Kamara type Whoa. of guy, because of what he can do running the ball and catching the ball. Everything out of camp is saying that he's going to be great out there. I think we got a lot of incredible stories that are yet to develop, and maybe we'll see some teams that weren't in the playoffs go on a historic run, but it's all top-heavy, you know what I mean, in the, yeah. most of the conversation pieces. Did you see Patrick Mahomes and the boys wanting to go for it on fourth down? First preseason game, same offense, same players that won a Super Bowl just a few months ago, and then you got other teams where nobody's playing. You're old school. So I assume you're like, uh, we should at least see what the boys got. I, I have an interesting just take on that because it's not just being old school. It's just watching really shitty football in September. You know, and I, I don't think it's a coincidence when you turn on games, not just Thursday night, but any games anywhere. There, there are a lot of there's a lot of bad football uh, the first month of the season. And I, I think it's a direct correlation to some of the philosophy and you people can say I'm crazy. I just think it's a, a direct correlation to the philosophy of sitting guys out, not playing because I feel like we're watching week one, week two, week three of guys get into their rhythm. I mean, when you, when you cut back as much as you cut back on, on practice and working on fundamentals and getting your timing and tackling and just doing the basic things when you cut back on that. And I get it because you want to take care of these guys and you want to keep them healthy. I think we all respect that. But I think what you lose in the process of taking care of them and not playing them is we get some really bad football when we get to the first three or four weeks of the season. Brandon Bean talked about how much money is invested in these players now, I think is what he said. Like I get philosophies it. are changing now because back in the day, it was like the highest paid guy was like what like twenty million or twenty two million or something like that. Yeah. He's like, now you got guys getting paid fifty three million dollars a year. It's yeah. like there is no way that anybody wants to be on the hook for losing a business investment in a game that doesn't matter. But to your point, it does matter though. Like I think it does too. Like I, I think think it it does matter and if Andy Reid and the champions are doing it it's like mm-hmm. I think it's worthy of a conversation of saying like hey maybe there is a benefit this is what the greatest team on earth right now is doing 100 percent, 100 percent. and I think even in the college game when you go around and you travel and you go to these practices especially like if you go to a spring practice or or a practice in camp if you go to an Alabama practice they are killing each other I mean they are they are flat out 
There's no like red vests on for the quarterbacks. Everyone's live. Everyone's hitting. Now they're blowing whistles early. They're not trying to you know get injured, but they are not thudding up. They're not playing two hand touch. I mean, in the trenches, inside drill is physical. Uh, when it they're doing has team to drills, and my and, I, and same thing at Georgia. So I guess my point is. I don't think it's, again, an accident that teams that are willing to, I guess, roll the dice a bit. And I know it's, you're not paying guys $50 million, but I do think there's a mentality. And Andy Reid, I think, is very smart. And, and uh, I'm sure he's out there taking care of guys he needs to take care of, but he's teaching his guys about what it takes. And it's not an accident every year. You don't see them working their way into by week four, week five of kind of kicking it in on all cylinders. They start week one ready to go. And I think it's not just that they hit, it's just more of a, a mentality of getting their guys ready to play and compete, Yeah, it's great. A, it's a black Air Force's mentality uh, that Andy yeah. Reid had on as he was standing on the field. And obviously that video went viral because Andy Reid is a super jovial, hilarious guy who's got a sweet mustache. And we all just kind of love because of how creative he is as an offensive play caller and how good his yeah. team is. And then you hear about what he get, does behind it. It's like, hey, very – listen – we're on time. We're doing this. We're doing this. Yeah. We're doing this. We're working hard. Now, granted, his resume says he can do that. And I think there's a lot of guys that potentially try to do it and do it in the wrong fashion and it doesn't land. But you think about Nick Saban. You think about Kirby. They're at the top. You think about Andy Reid. He's at the top. I think Sirianni yeah. is very similar yeah. to what yeah. uh, Steichen is now, which is like super. Mm -hmm. It feels like, it, you know, the secret is there is no secret. It's just who enacts on the secret and who doesn't, maybe. You know what I mean? Well, and the other thing is you had the other end of that, which Sean McVay and, and the Rams became kind of like the, the the latest flavor of who's the who's the hot team when they won it all and everybody looked at the way McVay and the Rams approached preseason and I mean he doesn't let anybody touch the field you know and and now after they had I did not study them over the, this past week and I know Stetson had a big night but I, I don't Slinging know if, it. after yeah. the year that they had last uh, year if he changed a little bit you know with his philosophy I, I haven't looked at that but um, I think a lot of people looked at, well, if the Rams won it all and they're, they're not playing anybody, then we shouldn't play anybody either. So it is, it just seems like there's contrasting styles and there's different ways of doing it. Jacksonville, more old school, you know, they're getting guys out there playing and hitting it, kind of working out the kinks, getting the rust knocked off. And yeah, you know, well, the, I, the Jags I, I think are in the Colts. To do it. The Jags are in the Colts division. So they know it's going to be a dog fight. You know what I mean? Yep. Twice a year. They got two dog fights. Well, you're right. You got Derrick Henry, you got the Titans, you got Braves. I can respect what you're saying. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and we got here in Indianapolis. Yep. Uh -huh. yep. Smash. Waiting to come. You know what I mean? Hey, what What was it that you were texting me yesterday? Yeah. So the Colts go in the playoffs. West Virginia go to the playoffs. That's right. That'd that's be hell. Okay. West okay. Virginia is going into Happy Valley week one, running all over Penn State, brother. Hell yeah. All uh, running wild. Garrett Green running wild, brother. That's like first Garrett week. Green. I like Garrett Green. I like him. Yeah. And How could you not? He's going to go into Happy Valley and run wild, brother. That's what he's going to do week one. Then we got Duquesne. Then game day probably going to get the game against Pitt because yep. we're going to be undefeated there. Backyard brawl. That's going to be a massive thing. West Virginia's going to win. We're going to put their schedule up again and go. We're going to work through this. We don't need to. We've already done that. The West Virginia Mountaineers are in the playoffs. So are the Colts. This is going to be a great year for me that for is. football. Mm -hmm. That's right. Now, with that being said, you said you would like to put a bet together. How about this? Nine combined wins between those two teams. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Nine each team, so 18. No, 18. No, 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 no. That's wrong math. Combine those two teams. Nine. How are they going to the playoffs? How are they going to the playoffs? I think they are, but if we're going to bet, like, we're going to at least. Wait, 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 wait. If they're going to the playoffs. Now, nah, you know how it works. AFC South is going to be down. Yep. You can have a losing yep. record. Eight, nine. Get so you what, so, Six and 11. So, <laughs> just like the so NFCs. How's West Virginia? How's West Virginia at five and seven going to the playoffs? Five and seven? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, and one, one and one. No. Coin, coin flip. I'll say, uh, wow. Well, get them at home. You're two wrong. And one, two dub, and two, two dub, and three, dub, two and four, dub. two and five. Oh, three boy. And Three and five. I don't even know who you're disrespecting us with. If I were in Vegas, I'd set the over under at five. Mm. All right. So we're going off your line here. This is your bet, not mine. I got him going to the playoffs, but you're the one. So you need six wins in a bowl game, and then you get you win the bet. Yeah. You get Neil Brown for the next 10 years, yeah. baby. Poinsettia Bowl champions. Let's go. Let's do a combined thing with the Colts in the West no, Virginia. Let's no, not, no. Let's not no. just, no, let's not just, you know what I mean? Come on. Let's no. Do. Let's bring them together. It's and I, you know what? I'll throw Ohio State in there. I'll set Ohio State's over-under at 11. Oh, that's very nice of you. Okay. I, I really do like that. Nice. I really do. So I heard Ryan Day wasn't happy about Michigan being the last game. Is that real? What? What? Is there a thought? No, no. That was a headline I read. Uh-huh. Did you see it? Saw I saw it on it. the internet, yeah. We saw it, too. I saw it on the internet, so no, it's real. It's weird. Is that game always going to be last? I think all he said was it's worth a discussion uh, whether that should still be the game at the end of the year because of no longer having divisions. There's a pretty good chance that Ohio State Michigan could play last game of the year a week later in Indy at the Big Ten Championship. And he's just – I think he wanted to just bring it up. Is it worth a discussion? I think he loves it having it because of the tradition of it at the end of the year. But does it take anything away from it? Imagine playing that game into the year – Somebody wins, somebody loses. Next week, you play it again. I, you know, and it, it's it's a little bit. It's just our new world that we're in. It's a little strange. I think he wanted to just bring it up. Is it worth having a discussion? And that is a very valid comment. Good context. We appreciate you doing that. Ty actually has a question about this subject. Yeah, Kirk, I'm yeah. just curious what you think about the the realignment stuff. I know a lot of people are bitching because they're saying, "Hey, this isn't college football. It's destroying what makes college football great." But it's the reality, and it's kind of how we're li- – like, you know, I've kind of come around on it because I think it will be yep. cool eventually seeing Iowa and Ohio State playing Oregon and Washington and USC and all that kind of stuff. Um, do you think it ultimately, like 10 years from now, is better for college football or, for, or worse? And also, with your connections, uh, you mentioned the Big Ten Championship in Indy. Can you make sure that they're not going to play the Big Ten Championship in fucking Vegas like they're trying to do? Um, yeah, so, let's let's keep that in Indy, okay? Yeah, Pac-12's dead. Yeah. It doesn't need to be in Vegas. But yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you, and it's great. Indy's such a great host town, as you guys know. For Agreed, all those with uh, with March Madness, and now with the Big Ten Championship, um, it's it's a, it's a great site. So, and I think the Big Ten loves it there. I think again, oh. that's one of those things they're just oh. kind of bringing oh. up. With the oh. Oh. Let me let me oh. tell you. Another good boy of the Herb Streets. Where's your boy? Where's your boy? He's a good boy. Come here, Jake. Hey, come on, buddy. That's not Jake. Look here, Jake. (laughs) What's up, buddy? How you doing? Let me see. Get his head up there. That's a good dog. That's a good dog. 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 Good
All right. So, Ty, yeah. first of all, go Hawks. Hell Best yeah. of luck to you. Thank you. And uh, Coach Ferentz and the Hawkeyes this year. They, they look like they they have a team. The quarterback could be interesting coming over from Michigan. He's he, As you know, he's pretty capable. Yep. And I think he runs your system very well. Can't get any worse than it was a year ago. So. I can't, actually can't. No. Not right? po- one, per- no. one team worse? Yeah, not possible. No. I think there's one team worse. Yeah. That was tough. But it's, it's going to gonna be better. going to be better. Here's, here's my thing, Ty. I don't know how you feel. You touched on it, like how you've kind of come around. 28 years of doing this, these last, I don't know, eight months or a year, probably more change than the previous 27 combined. But um, even though I'm a traditionalist, I, I've learned to be very open-minded to change, be very open-minded to trying to, to kind of understand, that, you know, instead of just putting my head in the sand and saying to hell with this, I'm a traditionalist. And what happened to the Rose Bowl? What happened to the Pac-12? Um, it, it's just it's just changing. And so once I saw Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC, if you follow this sport as closely as I do, you, you knew, here we go. And I think we even talked, I said, until 2024, get ready, because a lot of stuff's going to happen. I, I think last time we, I came on with you guys, we talked about that. And sure enough, here we, ha- here we have Colorado going to the Big 12, Arizona, Arizona State. Um, Utah, everything is changing, and now we have Oregon and Washington, the Big Ten. So what's left of the of the Pac-12 looks like nothing. And while I feel really bad for the Pac-12, I, I happen to love those fans out there, that fan base out there. I feel like they've just been forgotten because their their teams have not lived up to it in recent years and made it much of a, a dent in the playoffs. So I think most fans kind of forget about them, but they play good football out there. They're very proud of their region, and now it's gone. So that, that on one hand, sucks. On the other hand, you know, we have to look at this new horizon, this new kind of Big Ten SEC world that we're going into. By the way, the Big 12 commissioner, a year ago from right now, I think a lot of people thought the Big 12 was going to be like the Pac-12. They're going to be gone. But they've gotten incredibly aggressive, and now all of a sudden they've gained some momentum. And they have this year with Texas and OU till they go over the SEC next year. But all of a sudden, they're going to survive now. Yeah, with, West Virginia. Texas and OU, yeah. You know, I, I think they, they look uh, they look to be OK. Mm-hmm. The big question is, I feel like more is coming. I feel like is Clemson and Florida State, are they going to leave? Are they going to be able to hold on in the in the ACC where they're making substantially lower amount of money oh, in comparison to the Big Ten and the SEC? Are they OK with that? Can they get out of that grant of rights? I, I don't know if they, they'll be able to or not. Herbie, we don't like know what's real with that. We don't know what's real with that ACC stuff either. Because yeah. we reported – go ahead. I just feel like more is coming. I, I just don't feel like – I don't feel like we're done. Until we get to August of 2024, I feel like anything and everything's in play. You know, So I'm trying to my hardest to keep an open mind uh, to this whole thing. Um, because once you put – teams like West Virginia and Penn State on the field together and you see those uniforms on the field together competing. Love it. it all the bullshit and all the noise kind of goes away mm-hmm. and it's just football, you know, and, and the, the game is still freaking unbelievable. The passion, the emotion of the fan bases is still unbelievable. So despite all of the tornadoes that are going on around the sport, thank God we're a couple of weeks away from the ball going in the air and watching these teams play, and, and it's still being a lot of fun. Yeah, when you see those Big 12 powerhouses on the field with the Big 10 powerhouses. Yeah, sure. And just kind of displaying dominance. Just everything, laying it down. Everything, just seemed, everything feels right. 
Yeah, <clears> it <throat> is. Whenever football, when the ball is kicked off, it feels good. Mm-hmm. It does. But to be, you know. See, I'm thinking of Don Nealon and Joe Paterno with a tradition going head-to-head. Jeff Hostetler. Yeah. Oh, Todd Hostetler. Blackled. Oh, sure. yeah. Old school. Guys you never heard of. Yeah, Major Harris, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Guys yeah, you yeah. never you heard go. of. Yeah. No, I love Major Oh, Harris. yeah. Anthony Morelli. Yeah. Keith Wynn was the tight end on that team. They lost to Notre Dame in the Fiesta Bowl. Damn. Tyler Palco. Oh. Different. <laughs> he, went, he went to Pitt, but, you know, just same thing. That guy. <laughs> Yeah, he was so good. He was, so proud yeah. of his fucking team. Yeah, I said fuck on NBC. It was so awesome. cool looking too <laughs> yeah. with his hair. Yeah, he's always been super. But he has nothing to do with he West does. Virginia. Who's, who's your does favorite it. West Virginia player of all time besides you and Pat White? Well, who I wasn't, was gonna say me. I fuck. <laughs> I hate. I, who else? <laughs> um, I was gonna say Pat White immediately. Steve Slayton would be one, I think, quickly, just because him and Pat were the tag team mm-hmm. in the backfield that kind of took it all over. Owen Schmidt deserves a yeah, little bit of a shout out. Reed Williams Bloody, deserves bloody a shout out. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys on that crew. Darius Pac- Raynaud, Pac Man. He so Pac Man and Slim left right before I got there, but they worked out with us. So we, Pac- I wish Pac- if Pac Man. And Chris Henry were on our team, which Bull. could have happened if they didn't wow. early. Wow. That would have been awesome. Yeah, that would have been a whole. Lightning. That would have been a whole. Thanks a lot. Well, I don't know how that city. Yeah, it might have been. I'm downfall. pretty pumped it didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it, you know what I mean. Just pretty pumped about it. But the whole idea, though, that once the games start, we'll forget all of this is fascinating because, like, for game day, you know, last year we showed the 16 game or 16 team yeah. playoff picture. And it was so much cooler than what we had going on at this exact time. Now, whenever you get the teams to actually play those games, there's a chance you got a 70 to 10, right. you know, mm-hmm. a couple of those out there. But it's, yeah. hard, it's going to be hard not to project what the world's going to look like next year while still enjoying seemingly the last year of the old school college football at the same time. I'm very excited about it, Kirk. I'm very, very excited about it. But I think you bring up a good point. While we're all excited about the 12 teams, you know, starting oh, next year. Not 16. Can 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 a twelve or an eleven or a ten really make a run? You don't know, you Kirk. So think, think about this though. They got you know. No, you're just hating. West Virginia's probably going to no, be one of those. Come on, come on. No, they're on the road. <laughs> oh, come on. First round, they're on the road uh-huh. in college football. That makes a huge difference. They're not. They're not at a random bowl game in the first round. They're on the road as a heavy underdog. I'm not saying they can't win. And if they somehow survive that, then they go in the next week in a neutral site bowl game as another big underdog. I just think it's it for people to assume it's going to be like March Madness, you know, where teams get hot as a 12 seed or whatever, like FAU last year. College football, man, that, that that's going to be a grind to get through that. I hope it happens. It'd be fant- fantastic, but. I don't know how often we're going to see that. Yeah, I mean, you just think about what happened in the championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And exactly. You look at other – I mean, Kirk has been calling – how long have you been calling the primetime game on ESPN for college? Uh, 06. So what's that, 17 years? Yep. I get – yeah, something like that. It's from Ohio. <laughs> you know what I mean? We <laughs> do ball. What do you think? It'll be – We don't need that. It'll be, it'll be 17, I think. 18, 17. 17. I have no idea. Like, we only did three of those games. Man. And they're, 
some of these games, two SEC schools, good teams going against each other, and it's a 40 to 50 point differential. Whoa. I mean, there's like, there's some spreads in college football that's like, yeah, this team significantly better than this team just across the board. Let's say their starters don't do well. All right, sub them out. Line change, mm-hmm. their second team, all bigger, stronger, faster than this team's number ones. You're saying in March Madness, the ball and the hoop, same size. Ball and hoop, same size. And I guess in football, the field and the ball, same size. But the dudes playing the game, very different. <laughs> yeah. Very, very yeah. different. You're thinking there's going to be a lot of those primetime games that you have to call coming up in these playoff games, potentially. Yeah, I'm not saying that they couldn't win the first round. I'm just saying you guys know better than anything. I mean, you guys watch this sport. The emotion of college football, it's one thing to get up. Like, it's one thing for TCU to get up and get ready to win a huge game last year. But then to be able to do it every single week, not in their conference, but but playing teams that they're not as familiar with. I don't know. I, th- I just think that that's, uh, that that's a tougher thing to imagine. I hope I hope it happens. I hope the first year we have it, I hope that I hope Overtime. we see it because I, I, it'd be it'd be fantastic. Overtime, 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 what? overtime. What? Every game. Let's go ahead and do yeah. this whole thing. Yeah, let's, yeah. Because my my history has been the playoff games have been ass kickings. You know, I mean, for the most part, most of those. Now, last year we had the Ohio State Georgia game, which yeah. you guys were there, and that that was incredible, awesome. Um, but usually it's. The playoff games are usually blowouts. Oh, here we go. Look at this. This is last year. Tulane versus TCU. And then winner of that takes on Utah. K-State, Tennessee. We know what that Tennessee team looked late after. How about Caleb Williams against Alabama? How much fun would that have been? Man. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. And then they go to the big house. No, neutral game site. Sorry, after that. And then Ohio State, Penn State, another rivalry there. Yeah. that That's, again, we have one more year until we – we roll this out, but that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. It's hard not to get excited we, about we, that. We, yeah. It's hard it not is. to get excited about that, Kirk. And that's there's going to be a lot of that this year. I think whenever we start thinking of things in the future, I can't wait to get back out on the road and see what storylines develop. I mean, that Tennessee team last year, we had no idea we we're going to end up having College Game Day there two times in like four weeks because of how great they were. Hennon Hooker takes over the world, goes and does his things. Are we in the middle of the Georgia dynasty? Ooh. Is Alabama dead? Whoa. Uh-oh. Whoa. Whoa. College football is going to be awesome. There's a lot of new stuff, too. Go ahead, Tone. Yeah, Kirk, speaking of that, um, in the polls, the early polls, six of the top ten teams have basically new quarterbacks, and four of the teams that have basically dominated the last decade in Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, and Clemson have new quarterbacks. Of those, who do you feel most comfortable about, like, in the new quarterback situation? And does that open it up for, like, Michigan, LSU, Florida State, uh-huh. um, USC, who have quarterbacks returning that maybe we don't see one of those biggest, big four win it this year? You know, I, I would say, if you go, we keep talking about old school, but I, I would say that inexperienced quarterbacks in college football have shown an ability to, to pick up these systems and play uh, better earlier than they did, you know, back maybe seven, eight, 10, 12 years ago. So I think what you're saying, especially like a Caleb Williams, I think it's really more about what's around them, right? What, what, what's around Georgia's new quarterback? And we all know what's around them and it's NFL players, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what's around um, looking at Ohio state. I mean, I, I was talking to Kyle McCord yesterday. I, I was over there for their family day and I just happened to bump into him, and I just asking him how camp was going. He's in the middle of a battle with he and Devin Brown, and I, I don't know if they're 
you know, they're going to be able to figure this out. In the NFL, you have preseason games. High school football, you have preseason games. College football, you have kind of inter-squad scrimmages. So you, you almost use the first week or two to, if you're in a quarterback situation like what you're describing, to you really need them in front of 100,000 people on national TV to see how they respond. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Ryan Day will go that route, but it wouldn't shock me uh, their first couple weeks to maybe do that. But, he, he, you know, we were talking about the guys around him. I said, dude, if you go to play in the NFL, it's weird. You're, you're going to actually potentially do like Joe Burrow did, and you're going to take a step back from your college receivers to what you're dealing with in the NFL. I mean, his room is insane, you know, with, with Marvin Harrison and oh. Emeka Buka and oh. just the, the, even the younger guys. There's a kid named Carnell Tate who's going to be oh, probably – Tate. The so next. good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's frightening what he's what he's what he and Devin Brown are throwing to. So that's I guess my my point tone is it I, on paper it looks like oh they're in trouble, but you get three games before the Notre Dame game to really kind of settle in on a guy. And meanwhile, Trevion Henderson is back in that backfield. Georgia's loaded. Uh, Alabama's the one team you, you brought it up. You know, last year Pollock right said everybody made a big deal on social media that he said it right in front of Nick's face that Georgia's new the new bar and. You almost have to say that after they won back-to-back national championships. Mm-hmm. And and not only that, they're what are they, preseason number one? And no one's expecting them to drop off. I, I sure as heck don't think they're gonna fall off, even if they don't win at all. So they they are they are like the new bar. But guess what? Nick Saban's still the head coach at Alabama. Oh yeah. And Hell history yeah. tells you that when people say the things that they're saying, yeah, they suck, they're done, it's over go to Vegas and put something on Alabama because history shows that if there's a quote unquote down year for them, the next year they, they end up winning it all. So I, I'm going to need to see it to believe it that Alabama is not going to be in the SEC championship in four quarters away from having a chance to get right back in the playoff and, and having a chance to win it all again. I don't even know who their quarterback is. I know who the, contend- the contenders are. But no, I don't even care. I don't care who their quarterback is. He it's, threw a couple just, picks. He could run at the end of yeah, the year. So, now, uh, that's not – I don't think he's – they got a kid from Notre Dame yeah, that, that transferred who's a starter um, who knows, obviously, the new offensive coordinator's system. From. Tommy Reese left Notre Dame to go down to Alabama as the OC. So he knows the system very well. And then you have a, a, a young kid named Ty Simpson, a five-star, who he was also turning it over. It was almost like it was his job to win in spring, didn't win it, and that's when they went to Notre Dame and got the kid to transfer after the spring game. So it, it's kind of a three-man race. The guy that played against A&M, Milroy, he, he threw some picks. Really athletic guy. Milroy, yeah. He's, he's going to have Milroy. to settle down and, and not turn the ball over. He looked real fast, real explosive. Yeah. I remember there was a chance he was going to play in one of the games that we were going to talk yeah. about or whatever, so I watched like – I went to YouTube and watched some of his highlights – I'm like, of course Saban's got this guy. Yeah. And then he got yeah. in, he threw a couple picks, made some bad decisions. It's like, well, I guess that's a part of being the quarterback, but Alabama's always going to be loaded, you see. But, yeah. dude, dude, if you Bama, go back to being old school Alabama, yeah. play defense, run the football, hit that third and four, punt the ball, play field position, yeah. and just choke people out to death. You know, beat them with a rubber hose, not a – not a two by four, or you know what I mean. It's just, yeah. just, just wear their asses down. Yeah. Twenty seven yeah. to, to ten kind of games. Yeah, because the yeah. rubber hose is just like a stop. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna take a yeah. while. Stop Thanks. it. Yep. What do you? Oh, oh all right. boy. All right, all right. Jeez, yeah. does hurt. Yeah. <laughs> but just two yeah. by four. That's just. Boom. And that's then, what they've been doing. Now you just go back to the rubber hose mentality. Yeah, just. 
punch him in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Punch him in the mouth. That's right. Yeah. Punch him in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And then now their quarterbacks go to the NFL and do well. Yeah. That was back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what it kind of was. And now, Mac, Tua, Bryce. Mm-hmm. Got a lot Jay- of potential. Jalen yeah. Hurts. And Jalen, I guess, even though he had to go to Oklahoma because there was too much right. NFL talent there in Alabama. I think they have 77 active NFL guys. Damn. The Alabama. I think that's the number I looked up this weekend. Just thinking about all this stuff as we dive in to college football for game day. 77. I don't know how many players out of West Virginia have made it to the NFL. <laughs> but Saban's got fucking 77 in the factory right now. Like, that's an unbelievable culture. Unbelievable. I assume Kirby's going to be able to create the same thing. Speaking yeah. of the NFL, a guy that you will know a lot about that we got reintroduced to in a preseason game in the fourth quarter, and now it has changed the trajectory of everything in New England. Connor has a question for you. Yeah, Herb, you said a bunch of nice stuff about the Steelers, so now it's my turn with the Patriots. Uh, <laughs> I know you have come on here, and you are a Mac Jones guy, and you do believe in him, but, I mean, the Malik Cunningham hype right now is at an all-time high. I think it's as far as I can remember, the highest it's ever been, especially for a quarterback. Uh, what in is New England? In New England, yeah. I mean, the Mac stuff was there, but with Cam, it was kind of interesting. And now with Malik Cunningham, he went from playing the fourth quarter to taking first team reps in practice on Sunday. Uh, some people online are saying that uh, he was cheeks, quote unquote, cheeks <laughs> at Louisville last year. But then others are saying that was kind of the head coach. That head coach isn't in Louisville anymore. What's his deal? Do you see a situation where if Malik Cunningham gets a small role in New England at quarterback, whether it be some packages or anything, that he will play his way into a real starting position or at least competing for one? Uh, how do you feel about him? And do you think the Patriots will win the Super Bowl again? You know what? We've never really seen him play in a in an offense like Billy O'Brien's going to be running in New England. You know, it, it's I could see a wrinkle if he makes the squad. I could see a wrinkle where, he, like you mentioned, he has a package. Um, not to say he doesn't have the skill set. We've just never seen him run that kind of offense. So. The one thing I love about him, and I love about all quarterbacks, that's the thing about Brock Purdy, I love guys that played a lot of college football. I love guys that have a lot of reps under their belt. So they're, they're, they're used to a certain speed of the game. They're used to seeing you know multiple coverages. They're used to qu- thinking quick on their feet. They've made a lot of mistakes. They've learned from it. They've had a lot of success. And that's the biggest thing that you could say about Malik Cunningham is, is he played a ton of of football, I think he ended up starting for three, maybe even four years yep. at Louisville. So the, the the game, as you know, when the quarterbacks see it more and more and more, it tends to slow down and allows them to just be able to think and play fast. And I think right now as the game is kind of week one of preseason camp, uh, you're not seeing a lot of sophisticated uh, defenses. They're, they're not playing a ton of stuff. Uh, and so you can – you can go out there and, and play and, and and be an athlete and turn it loose. Um, I'll be I'll be interested to see if he he can throw it, but oh, yeah. can he work through progressions like Bill O'Brien wants and do what they need to do? Uh, I'd be it'd be a heck of a story if he makes that squad and he has uh, has some kind of little package to kind of offset what they're doing with Mac Jones. He's definitely going to um, make the team. They gave him a two hundred thousand dollars signing bonus as an undrafted free agent. Think about that. Yeah. That's a lot yeah, of money. That is a lot of money. But you know how things go. I mean, how do you go he did, undrafted? How do you go undrafted, Kirk? How'd that happen, honestly? I think it probably had more to do with the system that he came out of. Um, 
you know, it, it was not – even though the the NFL game is changing a lot because of guys like Andy Reid, because of what we've seen um, over the years, like Jalen Hurts, uh, the systems now, it's no longer like Peyton Manning, seven-step drop. You know, you're, you're always in the pocket. Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers. I mean, now you're seeing guys who can move. You know, guys that are – you know, that used to be taboo, Pat, when you played. Oh, my God, a quarterback, not in this league. Not in the National Football League. <laughs> All that BS. And now we're seeing that that's that's a reality. That that that's that's more the norm now, right? Yeah. So, but not to this level. M- M- Malik was running. I mean, he, he most of his passing yards were off of off of play action and and creating and scrambling around. Obviously, a great athlete. I would not put him, in my opinion, up in that Lamar Jackson same college and all that. Um, but he's he's a veteran guy that's played a lot of football and is very comfortable thinking on his feet. And as I said, if you put him in and he's got a little package, it'd be a great compliment to what they'll do and with Bill O'Brien. Be more traditional uh, NFL offense. To your point about playing a lot of football, let's go to Stetson Bennett. He hey mm-hmm. hey, Man. listen, I don't know what we were, especially at the combine. They had a picture from the back at the combine, and he was stropped. Yeah, I mean his Jumped. shoulders were like absolutely jocked and he was throwing his deep ball beautifully he's obviously been a national champion a couple different times he the knock was i guess that he was old i guess the knock was that he was he was old or whatever he slipped to what the fifth round was it sixth i thought they took him like i thought they took him earlier the fourth or fifth third maybe yeah he was not in the conversation though being like the quarter fourth round of like the quarterback this entire draft i mean i guess aiden o'connell as well out of purdue who looked very good yeah. for the Raiders, and he, he's played a lot of football. But this yeah. whole this whole Stetson Bennett story is fascinating to me because obviously got a little boozed up down in Texas. Yeah, right. raised okay? in hell. Got a little boozed up down in Texas, came out, half a tin in his mouth. I mean, you got to do what you got to do in that particular standpoint. Be smarter about it, everybody's hoping. But just because he was old was why he was knocked. Like he can, Now, it's preseason football, but like – the guy was killing it, and he did in college, too. And he could move in college, too. And he could obviously lead in college and throw the ball. Now, he had better weapons than everybody. Who, that's not his fucking fault. I mean, why is this guy coming in? Why didn't he have as much hype? And what do you think of him as an NFL guy going forward? First of all, the, the reason he, he didn't have a lot of hype is because he's – I don't know what he measured out at, but he – if you look at him, you can talk about him looking ripped. Most people look at him. What was that uh, kicker from Notre from uh, Notre Dame from the Saints? Yeah, Blake like Group. People, yeah, five seven. Most people think that that's what he that's what he looks like. You know, uh, he looks. He, he people just don't respect because he doesn't have the stature. That's always been the knock on him his entire life. That's why he was a walk on at Georgia and left to go to a junior college, and they begged him to come back because they were running out. They didn't have a quarterback, and they wanted him to run some scout team stuff. I mean, his story should be a movie. Um, but the guy, I mean, we talk about people that play with a chip on their shoulder. This guy wakes up in a bad mood. Love he it. hates the world Love it. because the world has doubted him his whole life. And so he walks around with a massive chip on his shoulder, flipping everybody off, just walking into McDonald's. He's just mad. So I love that. I love that personally. And so that's how he's played quarterback the last two years at Georgia. And even his own fans, last not last year, the year before, on their way to a national championship, they're playing in the SEC championship. They're still asking – uh, for the other quarterback. They're still saying, wait, do we have to play this guy? 
and he leads them to a national championship, his own fan base. So he's just has this, it's like he has scars. So he's incredibly driven, incredibly intelligent, off the charts intelligent. My big thing with trying to project a college quarterback into the NFL is it's impossible to predict is the processing. The different the jump from college to pro, the ability to see things in, in college, come off a of primary, find the second, find the third option. In college, in an NFL offense, that guy now is the offensive coordinator with the Ravens. He worked through it. I mean, by last uh. year, he was like a coach, an offensive coordinator playing quarterback. That guy was working through it. That's why I love Mac Jones so much, his ability in Sark's scheme. He worked through it fast. And so these guys in college that have that ability, I'm not surprised that he went and played well the other night. I don't know how many more chances he's going to get. You know, obviously Stafford's healthy and ready to go. But he's just a guy I've learned over the over time not to bet against. Um, and, and with Sean McVay, who's going to get dialed in on what this kid does well if he ends up playing, um, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm excited to see if he ever does get an opportunity because he's just – that guy that is out to prove everybody wrong. And he's got a lot of two-time national champion. He's not just a cute little story. No. This guy played with the best conference in the SEC and just threw him to the side every single week all the way to a national title. So, And he's been in big pressure, big stage, and he's just used to it. So if he gets a chance, he'll deliver. Yep, he absolutely did the other night. We're big mm-hmm. sets and better fans. And I want to say, as we called their game, couple times it didn't i didn't think like oh that guy's too small no no i don't think we ever thought that not at all but i guess if you're measuring him against somebody who's six four six three mm-hmm. i would assume everything is perspective you know he's got a big arm big and no one yeah. ever really recognized he's got a strong arm he does plenty of he can make every throw in the nfl i enjoy the hell out of him just like i enjoyed chatting with you pal i can't wait to get back on the road with you herb street oh dude it's go time it is we have blissed my last week Last week of freedom, and then next week I got to do a, a Philadelphia Indianapolis game on Thursday night. You got to, and, well, you uh, get to, you get to, <laughs> yeah. I get to, I get to. Yeah, you get to. And then, I, and then I'll see you in Connecticut, right on Friday. Yeah, that's what we're doing, right? We're we're doing a thing up there. <laughs> that's what I hear. You better have your ass there. <laughs> I'm pumped, dude. I'm pumped. <laughs> You know, that's what I really bring to the program is, like, take all the fans out of the show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Let's see. Let's see what it got. I'm excited to get started. I can't wait to see everybody. So I think that's what this is. I know. This is like a training camp maybe for game day. Like, hey, we'll go do Studio yep. One. We'll kind of get uh, yep. go run through our, our cues here, kind of get to make sure we're getting the ball on the field, mm-hmm. making sure we got the kickoff, the whole thing. We we play we play our starters in our preseason games. So Hell we're going to yeah. be out yep. there. We're going to be out there kind of working the rust off. And then we take the show into Charlotte week one. I, I just want to let those old whites know. And remember, old whites is not all older white people. No, no, no. no. It is a portion of old whites yes. who hate everything about me. So, all- like, my mom's 83. She's she's elderly and white. But I don't think she falls in the old whites category. She loves you. Bingo. Like, listen, there's a lot of older whites out there that seem to be yeah. a big-time fan. And I appreciate them. I really do. Yeah. They're all Mavericks, though, I think. like the way, mm-hmm. They have yeah. outlaw mentalities. You know what I mean? There's a lot of those older whites. Boy, they hate everything I'm about. They have since so, I'm this so explain, big. Explain to the, for the fans what, the, what you mean when you say old white. It's like yelling at Cloud, you know, hate yeah. change. Yep. Yep. This person's loud. What are you? Why are you? That whole thing. 
They're, they're literally since I'm this big, these people have hated me. So now even more so, you know, kind of come up. And then you guys drop me with College Game Day. That's right in front of like the Southern older whites, mm-hmm. oh. and they've never met me. Dude, I think no. you're under. I think you're underestimating the older whites. I, I think they they've grown to love you on College Game Day. Okay, sure, but I just want to let them know that I'm coming in midseason form yep. in uh-huh. this. Preseason. I don't take a playoff. No. No. Okay. I don't take a playoff. No, no. So whenever that thing You're going to be flexing the whole time. You're going to be making your comments. Imagine I take the jacket off day one. Like, what? (laughs) This is all year. This is what's coming all year. And some some old whites watching. This guy again. Got rid of Pollock for this guy. Come on. (laughs) I fucking hate this guy. Why is this guy in my life? That's why I'm bringing it. Day one. No pressure. But we're coming off. The highest rated college game day season in its history last year. So as much as you claim people hate you, sounds like they love you to me. We we just had our highest rated rated show in the history of the show last year. All right, I'm excited. I'm, I'm pumped to be back. I would like to let people know, though, especially with Herbie here, like I will miss Pollock. I have said that oh, yeah. numerous times behind closed doors uh, to Pollock, to everybody, like – Pollock is a one-of-one human being that I am – he was great. He is great. I enjoy people that are great at things because the amount of discipline it takes, hard work it takes. He is somebody, like, I've never met before. Like, I think he would live in the woods with no power if he could. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Bingo. He would do it. So he and I, polar opposites of humans. But, like – I love. I think he'd get up and he'd cut the wood. You know, he'd deal the the wood deal just for a good workout in the morning. Bingo. He'd have the fire going early. He'd run, get some sprints in. He'd have that all covered. Legit, like Liver King for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? He would do that if he could. He was very nice to me, and I loved him on the show. Just like Bear. Bear was incredibly Mm -hmm. kind. To me, and obviously, you and him have a very close relationship. I'm going to miss the shit out of these guys on the road. Gene, I'm going to miss Gene. I got an email from him literally, I I think, yesterday that I can't wait to respond to. You know, he's a writer, so, Mm -hmm. like, I'm I'm going to... I'm gonna respond. Oh yeah. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna send them on. I'm gonna miss all those people, Herbie. I, I think that doesn't get talked about a lot. When I was getting just murdered for everybody getting let go, it's like I'm gonna miss a lot of those people, Herbie. A, a lot, like not as much as you. So I, I haven't spoken about any of this really since it all went down. My, here's my philosophy in being there for as long, many as years as I've been there. Um, I, I kind of equate it to you being in the NFL, and you had a lot of really good friends that probably after a certain amount of years got traded or whatever happened, got cut or whatever happened. It wasn't necessarily a reflection on you, but it was a reflection on whatever management did or whatever happens. It's kind of the business part of the sport. And in our case of broadcasting, I've never looked at this whole thing as you replacing David Pollack or you're in and Pollack's out. I've always, just to be very candid, I've always looked at uh, as a guy that didn't know TV, 1996, sitting next to Lee Corso, who to me is the greatest entertainer in, in sports television history. People see him now and he's 88 years old. I'm talking about when he was, you know, in his 60s and he was doing stuff that you're doing now, but he was doing it in his own way back then. He was incredibly candid and said things that no one else would say back in the 90s and the early 2000s. And I'm just sitting next to him. I'm thinking we're supposed to like prep and talk about football. And he's like, Michigan, Arkansas, that's pickup trucks and Cadillacs. I'm going with the pickup trucks. And I'm like breaking down the two deep and talking about this. Some bitch is talking about 
Cadillacs and pickup trucks on. Give me Arkansas and the pickup trucks. And I'm like, what the world? <laughs> and I just learned over time that that's who he is. And and we all love him for for that. Now, when he had his stroke about 12 or 13 years ago and really couldn't speak, we all wondered, is he going to be okay? And he was determined with a speech therapist. And if you ever know of anybody who's had a stroke, that's sometimes very hard to overcome. And he still is working on that to this day. So it's not just that he's 88. It's that he had a stroke. And so he's worked very hard to get his words out. And God bless him for having that wherewithal and that that passion to, to love this game so much to keep trying to go. But my point privately in my own thoughts was just like Charles Barkley is the TNT show, Lee has been that for us. And I feel like to do good quality studio television, not everybody can be the same. You need people who bring something a little bit different to the show. And Lee was kind of that guy like Charles is to that show. And as time has gone on, uh, Lee's getting older. I've always thought about how, what are we going to do without Lee? Like, how is our show going to be a show without Lee? And I'm not saying you're replacing Lee in any way. Oh, no. I'm just saying that your personality, your natural, genuine, you just being you. And the reason I was just so appreciative of that last year is as Lee's time is, is changing the show needed a guy that, that brought like what Shaq brings to their show and what Lee in his heyday brought to our show. And I feel like that is what you bring to our show. It's not you trying to be funny or you try just like what you do here every day. So that's what I've always looked at. Not you replacing anybody or anything. It's just, there's an energy that our show needed. And, you know, it's, it's just a great fit. We're incredibly yeah. fortunate Thank you for that. saying all that, dude. You hear me? Yeah. Thank you so for saying that's, that. That's, that's big shoes, huge shoes, and people are going to get real mad at you for even... No, no, dude. I'm not saying you're... Lee is still that, on yes. the show. Yeah. Lee is still there. He's going to be on it. We're going to all love Lee, just like we always have. But you bring some 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 energy, which is great. But for David Pollack, guy that you got to know really well last year, I've known for a number of years. I was an advocate to get him on the show from, from day one. Uh, Gene, who I love... You know, we lost Tommy Rinaldi a couple years ago. Bear, who came in the first year I came on. Yeah, we love those guys. But the reality is we, we have to move on to 2023 with our new team. And I don't think I've ever been, and I'm not just saying this, I told you this when all this went down. Like, I've never been more, like, excited. 28 years, you imagine still being excited to do something? But I've never been more excited about the challenges of putting on a show this year than I am right now like and having you and Des and Reese and whoever ends up, Jess, everybody to put this show on, man, because we're coming off our best ratings ever. It's not like the show's going, Oh, remember when they used to, no, no, no best ratings ever last year. So to me, there's a new bar raised and we're going to go above that this year. And I'm fired up. Hell yeah. Part of this. You know what I mean? I can't wait. Hey, you're the face of that show, pal. I know Coach Corson. No. What do you, you are. No, listen, no, you just said a are. bunch of mute him. Mute him. Yep. Yep. Mute him. Mute him. Mute him. Mute him. You said a lot of things there. Very kind about me. All right. Very kind about me. And I very much appreciate that. And I just view because of the NFL, it's like, yeah, sometimes people just come and go. You know, I, I kind of got desensitized to losing friends in jobs and things like that. And then whenever it all happens at a new place and we are, I'm getting blamed for it. Yeah. I felt terrible about a lot of it, but I have built up a, uh, you know, a, oh, okay. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if that's if that's how you want to go. I, me and Tone Diggs have been hitting the books, mm-hmm. trying to learn as much as we can about college football. I want to be a much better version of me on college game day this upcoming year. And I think the boys are going to have some parts in college game day this year as well. We are so excited about this upcoming season. And the only reason why I'm on that show is because of you. So, like, you are the face of the show. You are the show. And you, being as kind as you are to me and everybody else there, is a big deal for the culture. So, shout out you, but you're a good QB. Hell yeah, Kurt. You're a good QB for our show. Even though Reese Davis is driving the trip, mm-hmm. uh, driving the ship, <laughs> we all know that if Herbie wants something, huh, Herbie's going to get something. Mm-hmm. Give him the ball. Let him spin. Yep. Especially when it's cold. <laughs> it's your ball, bro. It's your ball. Yeah, we need not well. to be in negative 12-degree weather. <laughs> No, no, that's something <laughs> yeah. I think we learned from last year. I think we learned from that last yeah. year. Yeah, good time. no doubt about it. Montana. Beautiful. Gorgeous. I like yeah. a Gorgeous. postcard. Like a postcard. Yeah. The fans were out there. Holy yeah. Cernic great, Faldo. Going nuts. Great people. Cernic Faldo, I think, missed the mark a little bit. Yeah, they didn't love with him the locals, but yeah. There was a sigh. I've never heard that whenever somebody was <laughs> introduced. Nope. That, I've, I haven't been on the show as long as you have, but, you know, when the celebrity guest picker is introduced to the crowd by Jess, you know, out in front of her, that's normally a pretty easy yeah. pop here. Yeah, oh, yeah. Luke yeah. Combs at Appalachian. Well, pretty pretty easy pop. Pretty Peyton, obviously. Of course. Yep. Pretty easy pop. Love this guy. Picking today, Sir Nick Faldo. Uh, Nick, what are your ties to Montana? Just moved here like a month ago, actually. And you heard, ah, that's what this sign says. Don't move here. We don't want people here. But I thought he did well, great. You, great job. You, you, were, you, you rode uh, a cow or you, you, wrestled, you wrestled a cow. Thank you. Yes, I didn't ride shit. I fucking <laughs> took that thing down. You know what were I mean? Were you on a horse and then jumped down? Or? Well, they were worried about the pony. I, I, yeah. I did ride the horse, you know what I mean? And there's an ATV option as well. I decided to run that thing. I said, let me go old school. Mm-hmm. I want to yep. chase it down. Before we even knew that we could ride horses, this is what we actually had to do. Just some light ranching. Now, I did warm up on the pony or whatever, and then they practiced oh. with the rope, and I was not successful at that. And that's because I need to use my goddamn bare hands. Here's Coach going and teach me this thing. You need to take the tip of that thing, drive that down inside of your thigh. Yep, drive it down and twist that other thing. And then go oh, ahead. Here we go. Here we come. And nice and light landing. Thank you. <laughs> you and me, we did our thing. Let me get up. You go your way. You're not dead. I'll go my way. I'm not dead. The Cowboys think we're doing some light ranching. <laughs> Hell yeah. It was a good thing. I did not know I was doing Ranching. Ranching. Light ranching. Light ranching. Light ranching. No big deal. So the coach would have been a great uh, guest picker. Yes. The no. clown over there? One of the clowns? Was, that yeah. rodeo clown was the guy. I think we, you know. The star? I did hear some conversation about, like, clown. We wouldn't. I did hear there was some of that conversation. Put a clown? Put a clown? We put a clown up there to guest pick. I think that place. Oh, yeah. Next time we go there, we got to go that route. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man. I can't wait to see you next week. Thank you for everything, ladies and gentlemen. Kirk, Kirk. See you, boys. Hey, Kirk. Hey, Kirk. That was bullshit. That was bullshit. That was awesome. That was absolute bullshit of what he was saying there because he just started another yeah. battle. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy oh, thinks he's okay. Lee Corso. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, of course he does. Yeah, I could see it the way he's talking. Put on yeah. the mascot heads. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have some breaking news out of the NFL. Zach Martin and the Cowboys have agreed to a new deal where he will be making north of 
$18 million in each of the next two years. Martin was scheduled to be a $13.5 million, so a nice $4.5 million nice. payday this year and $14 million next year, $4 million, so it's an additional $8.5 million. Both years have also been fully guaranteed nice. personal. Way to get a deal done down there, boys. Wow. Zach Martin, in everybody's eyes, the best guard in the league. I mean, obviously, Quentin Nelson has something to say about that, and there's others around the league that are fantastic, but he and the Cowboys have been in a stare-down because he has been great at his job since the day he got into the NFL. He had been paid the highest guard in the NFL, and then as this offensive line payday thing started happening, he slid down the ranks. Now they're able to come together, add another $8.5 million, make it fully guaranteed, and Zach Martin, one of your best players, is back in camp, happy to be a cowboy that's good news for everybody yeah especially because you know coach mike big mike said that he's going to run the ball more because you know callan wanted to you know put up points on light up scoreboard big mike wants to win football games you know play safe make sure fucking dak is safe with the ball and then you get you know tony pollard's not a big guy and you get deuce Fucking hiding behind fucking... Deuce seems to be as electrifying as he was in college in the NFL. Yep. Quick cuts, and we all saw Darren Sproles Mm -hmm. and what he was able to do from being a little bit undersized behind an offensive line. Now you see me, whoop! Now you don't. He might be able to be that with his dad working there. That was a memorable yep. moment mm-hmm. from draft mm-hmm. weekend, obviously. But I think Jerry Jones, didn't he say originally he wasn't going to do a deal? Yep. Yeah. And then Jerry's like, yeah, we ain't, we, we're going to pay. We're, we ain't paying him, boy. We're... All right. All right, how about this? Now, listen, he's got to show up if he wants to play here. He's got to, we have deals in place for a reason. He's been paid very, very well. Mm-hmm. Hey, you could, hey, what, how, what does he need? Eight and a half million more? Fully guaranteed? Yeah. Fucking deal. All right. See, Jim Mersey, that's how that fucker works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, you talk publicly out of one side of your mouth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Privately, you talk out of the other. Then you get deals done. You got your guy back. That's what you need to do. You're welcome, Jim Mersey, is what Jerry Jones is potentially thinking. But there was a time not too long ago, we didn't think a deal was going to get done no. between the Cowboys and Zach Martin. Now they have it. All vibes are high. Good for them. Yeah, it makes sense. It's not the same deal as like the Bosa thing, but it's like this guy's the, yeah. the best guard in football. You need to have him on your team, especially like Tone said, if you're trying to run the ball 40 times a game this year. Well, and also, Having your good guys in the building is good. Yeah. yeah team leader. Like, we, we've sounded like Marks a little bit today talking about that. Like, come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Get in the building, guys. Please. Come on. Come on. For the team. We'll and they're all thinking, like, fuck you. Do you guys ever think about our side? It's like, yeah, we understand that. But, like, also, if you, this is for the teams, too, not just the players. Like, if you're going to get a deal done with Bosa inevitably, get a deal done with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking get a deal done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he doesn't do anything in training camp. You don't think he does anything in the training room? You don't think he does anything in the meeting room? You don't think he does anything in the cafeteria, in the hotel, in the dorms, wherever you're at, whenever everybody else sees that he's there, mm-hmm. bought in and all in? Like, that's a big thing whenever you're building your team. And I know it's a long season and you can do whatever you got to do, but, like, get a deal done. If, if you're going to end up getting a deal done, the sooner the better here so we can fucking all kind of benefit from their presence, even if it's not exactly on the field. Like we've always said, 53 fingers is a lot of fingers. Well, if you close 53 fingers into a fist, yeah. that's a real power. Mm-hmm. You're damn right. Amen. Well said. So, Zach Martin with the Cowboys. Yeah. Now they're a fist. Now they're a fist. Because it was this. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. He was out here. And, he, and he, they, were, they were throwing punches. One lick. Like, yeah. One yeah. kick in the armor. Get a finger. Calling you eye pokes with this. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to get You're not going to win a championship with eye pokes. No, no, you're not. They say, you know what, Zach? Let's bring you into the fray. Exactly. Boom. Boom. Bang. You think Jim calls Jerry? He says, what the fuck? Here's the church. Here's Staple. Yep. 
Logan Side, all people. Wow. Boom. That's, that's Cowboys now. That's yeah. Cowboys locker room. Party that's Cowboys now. Mm-hmm. Zach Martin's walking through the middle. With, he's the thumb. That's yeah. right. Everyone's going crazy. Good for them. What a good deal, Don Chair. Yeah. Good work. I hope Jim does. I hope Jim does. With Jonathan Taylor. He's oh. back in the building. Still wants to be traded. Cool. Thanks for coming back. Jesus Christ. Uh, why would the deal get done now? And this, like, do you think this hurts next year, too? Like, if he does play, not they what need, he has. They but. need to negotiate a negotiation period eight weeks into the season. Yeah. That's just an easy out. Hey, listen, play good for eight weeks, right? Let us get off the ground here. Sure. Because we're already stumbling. Let's see how it's going to look. New offense, new system, new coach, new quarterback. Let's see how it works, and then we'll negotiate. He had six touchdowns last year, so let's – yeah, missed miss six games, too. So, yeah. you know, and we're building here. Let's just think maybe that's how they move on. I don't know how else they would do that. But then to – I forget who said it. Somebody brought it up. Well, then Jim setting precedent. And it's like, no, because situations are situational. This is with fucking Jonathan Taylor. Bingo. I don't think the punter or kicker is going to be like, yeah, you negotiated with Jonathan Taylor weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to do the same. It's like fine. you can always make excuses for why things don't work, mm-hmm. but also we can find a fucking answer to make things work right now. You would seem somewhere in a conversation, but who knows if they're even doing that. Yeah, it feels like all roads are leading to him getting franchise tag next season. What's he going to do this year? Just sit up and that. just show up and hate it? Uh, like, what are we going to do? I don't know. If, if, if he's trying to do that, won't they just put him on the – Bill McCombs needs to build him a deck. He does. Just like he did this weekend with his dad. right. And his grandpa. That's right. Three generations. Bill McCombs, why don't you build Jonathan Taylor a deck and let's get this thing over with? Come on. Even like the Colts? Yeah, what's the deal? What's the deal? He's got that Burrow jersey now. Oh, Oh, that's that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Turncoat. Yeah. You chewing on Cincinnati Bengals? I don't want to see your ass in that suite every single fucking game four hours beforehand eating all the food. Sneaking in I'm joking. before they open the doors. There's a couple times where I went down to a game and I'm like, I didn't ask if anybody was coming to this game. So then Bill was the first one in there. And it was just me and Bill sitting there, you know, and uh, his lady and my wife. I'm like, all right, I'm hanging out with Bill for the next four hours. Here we go. It's just us two. And then people start piling in, you know, a little bit mm-hmm. later. Bill was very early and very consistent. He went through the pain and the agony of being a Colts fan last year, literally every single moment alongside of me. There's no way he's jumping over to Cincinnati now. No way. Still a Colts fan. Go build a deck for Jonathan Taylor. Now. Right now. Come on. Hey, you built one of them big decks. He mm-hmm. did, yeah. Didn't you? You built a big old deck. How'd it look? Build Jonathan Taylor a bridge so he could get over it. Boom. That's good contract talk. Nice. Mm-hmm. On that note, we're out of here. Okay. I don't think it can get any better. No. We need Bill McComas to build a bridge yep. to get Jonathan Taylor over it. Boom. To Jim Mercy's aquarium. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Pen and a piece of paper waiting. I don't know if they're going to get a deal done. Ever. No, no chance. Jim does all his deals with quills, actually. <laughs> oh. Yeah, quills and whales, right? Yeah. Yeah. Quills. How's that place doing? I don't know. Probably dull. I saw 30 wearing a shirt the other day. Yeah. Funny yeah, enough. awesome. Rest in peace, Quills. I drove Whoa. by it yesterday. Is it so open? So many homeless people outside. Oh, well, yeah, that, that was just waiting to happen. There's just no chance Quills lives through this purge. Well, I assume that means that there's a ton of people inside because the homeless people flock to where people are and they 
Well, I think it's just because it's glass. Yeah. You can yeah. see a human yeah. in there. Well, and they probably made a huge mistake one day. All the leftover scones that they didn't sell, they probably tossed them out there. They so. don't have leftover scones. Yeah. What are you talking about? This is quills we're talking well, about. Well, now they do because we were the ones going in there and fucking buying all the merchandise. For those that don't know, before we moved into the Thunderdome, <laughs> we were at an office downtown Indianapolis. And for the first time in our office's existence, which was like five, six years or whatever, there was a store that moved in next to us yeah. that served a purpose in our life. Yeah. We're, yeah. It was a coffee place. Yeah. And we were like super excited. Like, oh, we're going to go do the city. Let's we're go. Gonna go get coffee. Yeah. Then we're going to go do the show. We're going to do this whole thing. And Quills, we, I mean, we were running up quite a tab in there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we moved like a month later. Sorry about it, Quills. We enjoyed it. In all honesty, yeah. though, like that office was great. I, life is so much better. So, so, oh, so, so, so on question. So much. I have not once thought about. Oh man, I miss driving downtown to go to the old office. Do you just remember, the vibes in this place are just so so much. good. It's the there's people who are madness. Our people. It's always our people that get the most mad. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever we came into Thunderdome and it sounded terrible day one, yep. it's like mm-hmm. obviously I can understand you being pissed off about that. But then like a month or two in, people were like, I still I don't like this Thunderdome. Not, I wanted to tell them like, you have no idea how much better everybody's life is. Yeah. Because we are in this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is so much better. And also, we're able to control the power supply. Which is nice. Which is a good, that's it a good nice. thing for yeah. a company to have. Yeah. Even downtown boys are even saying, like, it, it's much better having a little commute in. It was worse for you guys because I see that traffic every day. I don't yeah. know how you did that, but it's nice having a little time. To you had to go early or late. Yep. It's one yeah. or the other. Yep. You had to go early or late. You missed that early window. Coming in the office a little late. Yeah, it's brutal. And most of the time it didn't matter because there'd be, you know, 10 to 15 accidents on the highway anyway because a lot of people around here are dipshits and don't know how to drive. But, you know, that's just something we that's just something <laughs> we kind of dealt with. And, true. and yesterday's accidents are still going to be on the side of the road because exactly. in Indiana you can drive down the street and there's an entire fender, a back half of a fucking vehicle. Yep. You know how you go to a restaurant and they have, like, a yep. car, like, in the wall? Right. Mm-hmm. That's just the side of the road here in Indiana exactly. on a regular basis. I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's absurd. You you, could, you do one lap around 465, you can piece together an entire car. Yeah. Probably. That's oh, how yeah. Miff found his new uh, his new bumper. Bingo. You can even add a muffler to be part of Nitrous Rush. Looks there like, you go. Looks like Mitt and I meet, might need another bumper, but, you know, hopefully not. What happened to Mitt? Something happened this weekend? Uh, I, I know he's had some trouble on the road. Uh, Bruce Again? said he was driving in right behind him uh, t- today, and he said it wasn't the smoothest transition from lane to lane. That's just <laughs> what Bruce told me. Mitt, you got to stop embarrassing the program, pal. Okay? <laughs> you got to stop it. Can't he, happen. He needs to drive in the right lane and go 35 miles an hour. The entire time. Exactly. Not Highway, whatever road he's on, doesn't matter. Somebody needs to put a, uh, what's that called? A regular uh, like uh, a shock collar? plate or a whatever. Uh, governor? Uh, no, not a shock collar. Oh, okay. I'm talking about on the car, a governor. Somebody needs to put a governor on his car. I thought you were going to say the club because he'd never figure out how to get off the steering wheel and fucking be able to drive his car. Well, that would be crazy to watch. So how did he get this in here? <laughs> uh, that would be really cool. He would call for the jaws of life yep. to get the club oh, off of his oh, tire. Yes. I, I'm inside, but I can't move. <sighs> You're all right, man. Love you, man. Yep. He was in better shape this morning than he was last Monday. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yes, he was. That's for sure. Last Monday, I, I thought about talking to him like, hey, don't be showing up at the Thunderdome the way you did. Okay? Just mm-hmm. can't. Mm-hmm. Just can't happen. Just can't do it. Last week, I feel like the entire office gave him a nice, hey, let's not embarrass the program before yeah. the weekend. Like, come mm-hmm. on. And I think he took it and acted accordingly. Yeah, he said he just chilled. Did you see good vibes out of Mitt this morning? Did you see that? Energetic. Big time. Big time good vibes you, out of Mitt. You never know on a Monday. Bingo. It's like, what happened on Sunday? Sunday, Sunday. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's only the only couple of these left in the summer. The concert. Right. 
How many weeks we got left till football? We have a week and a half exactly. Three weeks exactly on Thursday. So how many Mondays do we have left? So after this one, uh, there will be three more Mondays without a Monday Night Football game. But the third Monday, there will be a game that week. Uh, yes, bingo. Yeah, and that's what May was saying. Oh, three more Sundays until... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had to, had to stack them up. Only four more Sundays <laughs> yeah. until... Yeah. And summer. Only five more Sundays. Fuck. Gotta go back to school. There's this pool party I found. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. That pool party that he was fre- uh, flashing his J's at oh, yeah. on the cabana. Yep. Oh, yeah. He was having a good time. Great oh, yeah. look. Did you see the picture of the bodies? Oh, oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Posted a picture. Yeah. Posted a picture of the was he going shoes in pool? No, he was like on the Kyrie? side. He's not going in the pool. At the party, he's not in that pool. No. Mitt's working the, he's working the edges exactly. with the J's yeah, on. Right. And what's up? Drinking his hand, sunglasses, shirtless probably. Yep. Yep. Having a good time. I fucking like the Cowboys this year. Dude, this pool party's sweet. <laughs> Four more Sundays till the NFL. Live it up. Here's the Mitt bank. Oh! oh. That's for Mitt, baby. Yep. Wow. Thanks for not embarrassing the program, Mitt. Drink it in, Mitt. All right, we'll be back tomorrow with uh, AJ Hawk will be joining us. He's at Brady Quinn's golf outing. Oh, nice. If you go back in time to this golf outing, AJ Hawk crashed a golf cart into a pond drunk. Oh, yeah. So can't wait to hear about the shenanigans that happens at Brady Quinn's golf outing today. And then AJ had his uh, uh, big-time philanthropy party. It was the 70s. Yeah. Looked fun. Looked like a blast. Yeah. Bobby Carpenter was pretty boozed up. Yep. Mm -hmm. Working Ryan Hawk's camera. Yep. Put it on the podcast. (laughs) While he was dancing all, all, all. I think Foxy's trying to find it. The general being a part of our opera. Yeah, here it is. Boom. Ryan Hawk, host of the Leadership Podcast. Got Bob Carpenter. Go back to the beginning there. Is this AJ's house? With Oh, can't play that song. Yeah, the song Son of in the background. Bitch. Yeah, that's a side yard there, I think. If it's the same... It's a small part of his yard, right? Yeah, dude, his... Did you guys get invited this Is time? that AJ back there? It's the weird. Right? I, I didn't see an invite. Yeah, neither did I. You guys didn't get invited? No. No. He told me because my wife saw the photos and it looked like a cool thing, you know? It uh-huh. looked like a blast. They throw a great party over there, raise a lot of money for a good cause. And this particular, I guess, genre of party here would have been a fun one. Yeah. AJ told me he invited me in Tahoe at some point, and... I would assume I felt so terrible about myself. He was like, hey, just want to know, AJ, I'm not fucking going anywhere. And I just stumbled down hole 12 or 13, probably, in the middle of the fairway. (laughs) Absolutely miserable. So he said I was invited. He didn't invite you guys? No. No, Absolutely not. I didn't remember him asking me that either, if it means anything. Hasn't won. Probably didn't. I would have gone in a heartbeat. Hasn't come to any of our weddings. Hasn't invited us one time. Mm -hmm. Interesting. What's that all about? Not like we talk to him every day or anything. Well, we'll talk to him tomorrow about it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I hope so. This goes in. You'll have a good answer. <laughs> no, oh, no. There you go. Thought Knew so. It. Yeah. Yep. It's full of shit again. Sorry about it. If this goes in, AJ's going to be sorry. Okay. Okay. I want this one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah! Okay. I Come on. I buy it, but that's a. I do <laughs> like that this is the new. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The origami deal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Four. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. He's sorry. Okay. Nice. All right. We did it. That was a pretty clean shot. Yeah, that was. was. That one felt good. We might need a Yeah, a nice baseball. bank swish and then that swish. What's that? 
We might need a magic eight ball at some point. Just to- we had one at the last studio. Yeah. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yeah, it was like broken. It literally came up like super negative every yeah, time. Yeah, every single time. It was like the most negative one of all time. You, you saw the other options in there, but for whatever reason, it always parked yep. right on the super negative one. This is the one I got to get good at. Do you see that hook shot? Oh, oh yeah. that guy. He was a lefty, I think. Yeah, uh-huh. that's unblockable. Mm-hmm. Well, the trajectory coming from out like three feet or luck stop yeah. that. Well, he's 310, so you just got to get up in his face and keep your hands up. And you can yeah, you him. think you're going to be able to do that? You see how quick he is? Oh, absolutely. You're going to have to force him inside. Get him in the paint. Do not let him patrol the three-point line. Yeah, but you're talking about like a James Harden-like step back. Though. Yes. Yeah, exactly. He does one of those, though. You know what you have to do. Send a message. Fucking take him out at the knees. What, do you play like Gary V? Sometimes. Jeez. Have you bought any Gary yeah. Vmons? Have I bought any Gary Vmons? I don't know. The sky blue? Uh, yeah, I've bought like two, 200, yeah. I think, it's very Gary yeah, Vmons. Right it's not blue right now. Uh, well, b- behind the gray clouds. Above it. Above the gray clouds. Where the clouds. plane was before you turned it around. We saw that pilot again. Bingo. Yes. Saw that oh pilot. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pilot showed up late to the plane. That's the first time I've ever had that happen. Maybe second time I've ever had that happen. Yep. Wasn't able to get an Uber here in Indianapolis, which is valid. Okay, all right. The first time I've heard that, but I do appreciate and respect it. He walks in and goes, does everybody have their clubs this time so I don't have to turn the plane around? And I I stood up. I was like, Mom, you were the guy? He was super cool looking. Mm -hmm. I mean, this guy's hair was... Phenomenal. Oh, quaffed. Good guy. Great pilot, too. I mean, he got us up and over there pretty smooth. I just assume he looked at the list of names and saw Connor's name and said, yeah, yeah. I'm not showing up early for this That's one. That's exactly what happened. These assholes can wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. For what they did to me. Oh, then he said something about being able to go home, not being able to go home yep. because of the yep. turnaround. Missing yeah, date night with his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, fly the, fly the plane, funny man. We yeah, get it. He, well, I, don't think, I think he was trying to pour the guilt on there. Yeah, I know. You, yeah. It definitely didn't land with you, though, because... Our takeoff to Pittsburgh was a morning. This dude from the night before was mitting all over the place. Was he? Look, this, look, dude, look. this dude was mitt rolling in there. Look, I, yeah, sure, I tied one on Friday. Okay, <laughs> but I, I was ready to go. Now, when we're talking about the golf outing, no, I didn't hit one shot that we used in the scramble. But eighteen holes—that's tough. It's gonna happen. It's very tough, especially at field. But I was a little rattled because uh, you know we played with Joe Haddlebags, who's a character on here that we've talked about before, and he said, "Look, I need more business for my window cleaning operation." So I said, "You know what, Joe? I'm going to go ahead and just let people know you guys can go to uh, Joe Hadley Window Cleaning. Oh, His number uh, is four one two three eight seven five six eight seven. Why don't you just give him a call? He needs the work right oh, now, and oh. that kind of consumed my." brain the entire day so why don't you give him a call get him some uh, more people oh, to no. you know clean your windows he's the best in the business why'd you do that uh, he's a, gonna be so mad, so mad. That, oh, that's boy. why that's why i wasn't playing well so i just figured you know what i need to make sure what happened here how does how did this happen i don't know i thought about it right before the show so i wrote it down and put his number down i was like if it comes up i'll, I'll throw it in there He's gonna be so mad. Well, he's you know. a, he is an entrepreneur, runs his own business, yeah. mm-hmm. change his phone, a window cleaning business. <laughs> he doesn't want more business. He oh, specifically no. told us. No, no, no. Now no. he specifically said, "I don't need any more customers." No, mm-hmm. no, that's not. I don't me. have the time nor the will. This guy's hand cleaning windows <laughs> of houses. He's packed to the gills every day. He was embarrassed. He said he doesn't need any marketing. Nobody needs to know about me existing. That'd be better. And that he I think he was saying that in the moment of like wanting to be like kin and friends. Yeah. yeah. He was he was uh That's what I'm being doing. transparent and authentic and right. open with us. Mm-hmm. Cause somebody was saying he was smoking dope. Did you hear that, Nick? Whoa. Did you hear he was smoking dope? 
What? Uh, I don't know. Usually when it happens, he breaks down in tears. So I well, didn't see any of that. So I wasn't well, that's sure. what is happening. He was getting. He was talking to Connor about yeah. how he doesn't need more right. customers. That makes sense now because he was all doped up. But he said he was embarrassed. That he didn't want to bring it up in front of you guys because you got you know you guys go so far back and so do we. Because I'm from Plum too. But he he told me one on one just like hey I I need some help with the window business. <laughs> is that okay? I'll let people know if I if I get a chance. I'll let people know. He told me one on one. He needs some help with the yeah. window business. He is best in the business. He, oh, yeah. Cleanest windows I've ever seen. Yep. I didn't know that was a thing a lot of people did, but he's got a lot of customers. If, so what he told us not true is what you're saying. Yes. We can only go off what you just said. Uh-huh. I'm sure he's going to be happy about that. Mm-hmm. I hope yeah. so. He asked for it. <sighs> that was a bad idea, I think. I don't know. We're going to find <laughs> out. We're going to find out. I he's think- a big dude. He is a big dude. Good news is it's football season, so you're not going to see him for eight months. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. No, no, he's potentially. Yeah, he's coming out here. Yeah, he's potentially week. coming out here. Perfect. To do we what? We talked about that. Whatever he wants. Well, we might have to now. Security? He's going to need a new phone either way. Jeez, that's his business. <laughs> I know. It's on his business it's website. Be look look at you. You know what you did. You're no, a bad guy. I'm trying I to help him. Not believe I'm, trying to, I'm trying, trying to take Joe to the next level. This is a far shot. This one, if this goes in, Joe will be all right with what you just did. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that one. Never, but but that one I thought happened. that's the hoop of truth. No, both are. Oh, that one never. That's the long range hoops of truth. Yeah, that one's far. Yeah, that's the football this hoop of truth. Been over a long time ago. If you're still watching, what are you doing? I thought about this actually. So, like at this exact time on this particular program, however many concurrents there are, that's the amount of people that will see this part of the show. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. You know what I mean? Because not a, we're not going to clip this part of the program no. unless one of these goes in. So there's people that. 31,000 people see. What are you guys doing? It's great to see you. Yeah, yeah, always. We need to start doing live shows. Alabama, we're doing one. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think there's another big announcement coming. Okay. About that type of thing. Now we're talking. Coming pretty soon. Because we haven't got a chance to go see anybody, really. No. Mm-hmm. Like, take show on the road, see people. Hey, how you doing? I got to do a little bit of a game day after I did show on Friday live from there, sat- satellite. Um I would see the people that come and hang out, and I'd talk to them and dab them and chat with them. And the things they would say about the program, like some stuff I forgot even happened on the show. Yeah. And they'd be like, hey, that was when I first turned in or whatever. It's like really cool to get to see the people that allow us to do this every single day. We need to do that. We're like the only people on earth that haven't done that since the COVID thing. Yeah. yeah. What are we doing? Well, well we're doing it this year. You had a baby. So did you. So did Dix. Yeah, so did I. You didn't. Ooh. You got PS5, though. It's kind of the same thing. Dude, you, you threw a perfect game. Threw a perfect game in MLB The Show on Legendary Plus, by the way. So. May I add. So. Also won the World Series and won 160 games. So. So am I good at the game? I don't know. You tell me. That's a lot of time invested, it sounds like. A lot of time invested. I don't I don't have much to do. <laughs> you don't have a lot going on? No, I don't. And I uh, love Fuck. Oh. There's right. one more over here. <sighs> so far away. Well, the good news is for the next... Seven, eight months, you'll get to rehab a broken spine. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point, actually. I should uh, get. Yeah, because Hadley's going to kill you. Yep. When he comes out to snap Connor's spinal column, can we have him do the windows? Yeah, we need them. We need these ones, too. Here. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Definitely need the ones on top of the roof, too. Yeah. We got ladders. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll be able to afford them, though, with what you just did to his company. But no, no, we will. Supply and demand. He said he's got too many customers. I said, you need to start raising the prices. Boom. Yeah. If you got too many customers, I guess, yeah. that means we need it's time to, you know, potentially Hike say, prices. say, hey, you willing to pay blah, blah, blah. That just feels like a business move. He goes, nah, 
I'm a man of value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same price. Yeah. yeah. I guess I'm a bad man for trying to help my friend make money. No, see, I've tried to do this numerous times in the past, and he's actually threatened to kill all of us for doing it. Yep. And you were certainly there the last time he said that. And remember. also heard him say, don't do that. Nope. And you just get, you went one step further. Yeah. Website and phone number. Yep. yep. Sorry, I'm helping him. I didn't hear him say that either. Oh, sit down. Ooh. I felt like Zach Wilson there when I flipped him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, we're back tomorrow. Hopefully a better show. We all appreciate you so much. Um, enjoy yourself. Uh, be a friend. Tell a friend something nice. It might change their life. Okay? Goodbye. Big show tomorrow. Huge show. Goodbye.